can you smell what the rock is cooking? It's oh. the film podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode. I am excited. Um, as always, Never has there I'm been st- a better intro ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still myself. I have gone through many, 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 many uh, existential dilemmas throughout the few last few weeks, but I'm, I'm myself still. Haven't I we checked. all? Yeah. That's good. Uh, again, joined by Marvin. Thanks, Marvin. Hello. And today's guest, old Marcel. That's me. Welcome, dude. Oh, thanks, man. It's great to be here. I I've, had, I've heard we, podcasts we had, before, so I know how to say how grateful I am to be here. Oh, thank podcast. you. <laughs> yeah. There it is. All right. Oh, we're using it. That. Okay, we're using it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The cool thing is that this will lay uh, a, a fourth track just for the soundboard. Oh, okay. So we can like, <laughs> take it out or whatever. So you can lay a bunch of things down, yeah. and then we can react to them, and you can take it out completely. And then people <laughs> think we're like crazy people. That's right, dude. All right, excellent. Thank you all. Um, thanks for joining us. We're going to have some fun. We're going to recommend some movies. Um, we're going to talk about, what are we talking about today, Marvin? Well, I just figured, you know, movies you would watch with friends, like, cause it's, cause they're kind of shitty and funny to watch. You don't have to pay attention that, that closely. But now that we're in quarantine, these are basically zoom movies. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that will be the title of this episode. Zoom movies. Um, I hope that people reading the the title of this episode don't think it's like sequel to the movie Zoom with Tim Allen. Yeah, <laughs> or just yeah. fast movies. Or, yeah, or, yeah. Or ah, movies, Zoom movies cool. Or movies based on the classic kids television show Zoom. Or movies yeah. with a lot of zooms in it. Yeah, yeah. that's these are all wrong. Like, yeah. there 11. are no Soderbergh movies in this entire list. Yeah. I would also like to point out briefly that the gummy bear that I just ate. Had something crunchy in it. I'm pretty sure it's glass, but I'm not 100% sure. And I will let you know as I figure that okay, out. Okay, let us let us keep us abreast of the situation On as my end, as yeah, the bleeding yeah. begins or ends. Hold your breast. Uh, <laughs> all right. Before we get into the damn list, is there anything you guys want to? Uh, anything you guys want to confess? You guys watched anything good? Anything bad? Anything weird? Yeah. Uh, what have you watched lately, dude? Dude, we I so. I guess I guess the, the beginning of this would be my distinction between like a fun bad movie and a and a just like a hard to watch bad movie is like a fun bad movie needs to be something genuine like they genuinely thought this was a good idea like the room or cats like it's something that <laughs> someone believed in and you see it but they just made the wrong choices it's just not working out versus yeah. a movie where like they just didn't care so we have been watching through all of the Twilight movies, uh, hmm. backward, like Memento. Oh, um, we, we sh- how many are there? There's four, I believe. Right? Just so okay. many. Just more than <laughs> should ever have been allowed to exist. And I, I have found really how there just isn't that much pleasure in watching them because like no one cared. No one like the, the it's like watching. It's literally like watching Robert, whatever the fuck his name is, Robert Pattinson. All right, you're gonna have to edit that. But uh, I'm not gonna edit it. Nope. Here's here's the thing about it. Give me a (laughs) soundboard. But it's 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 literally like watching Robert Pattinson 
like drown slowly in a pool by himself. Like it's, he's the only person who's doing anything worth anything. And everybody else is like, who cares? We're printing money. Let's go home. Uh, but that's what we've, that's what we've been watching. That's been our big zoom like undertaking. Can I make a confession? I have actually seen, uh, at least a majority of part two of the twilight saga, uh, breaking dawn part two, I should say. Breaking dawn part two. Okay. Yeah. The very, the very last, the very last movie, not the second um, movie. Vampires are also and werewolves, <laughs> and it's no, Twilight Two. No, I've just seen the the very last one um, because someone told me uh, there's a scene where they all fight uh, on a frozen lake, mm-hmm. and it's horrifically violent. And I wanted to know what that would look like. It is in a but Twilight there, movie. There's no blood because they're all statues or something. Yeah. I don't know. But like, like they tear they tear heads off and shit. But yeah. it's all very dry. It's, yeah, it's 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 as joyless as every other minute of that entire series. Yeah, and then spoiler alert: it was all a fucking dream, which makes me yes. go fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I so on the last one I was also drunk but I ended up just smashing my finger in the security gate and I'd like to say it was just to feel something it's not it was an accident but (laughs) I was watching a Twilight movie at the time so I think I can blame it on that this is a good this is a good series to watch uh, if you haven't watched it I I actually haven't seen any of the movies not 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 even like five minutes of them I just mm. somehow avoided them like the Matrix. Um, <laughs> like, meaning I, I did the Matrix move to avoid oh, okay, them. Okay, okay. I was uh, going like, to say, because you like, avoided the Matrix. Yeah. Not like I avoided <laughs> watching the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think it'd be a good idea to watch them, not in order, but not even backwards. Don't just randomly watch whatever is on TV. <laughs> That'd be interesting to be like, I don't know the timeline of this. Oh, is she's she's having a baby? Oh, cool. I assume she has a baby, right? Because it's four movies. Well, it's this is, it, well, this is a baby, and then a werewolf. I wouldn't call it a baby. Oh, some sort of tiny creature, and then yes. uh, that's definitely illegal. And then a a very fully grown werewolf man falls in love with it. Mm-hmm. And even the characters in the movie go, "That's disgusting." <laughs> so I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, all, the first three were all at least, I think, if not directed, by, but by written by Melissa Rosenberg, who, if you remember, is the showrunner of Jessica Jones. So what mm-hmm. a huge upgrade she got. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because like it's Twilight is the only series in which a grown man can look at a, a newborn and say, I'm going to fuck that baby. And it's still <laughs> yeah. PG-13. It's still PG-13. Yeah. So... <laughs> they're like we'll allow it they're like yeah but there's other movies that aren't that violent and like there's like there will be blood is fine there's only they say fuck twice yeah like, no that's yeah. rated R dude yeah they say fuck twice it's just it's just they're just like it's dry it's hard to watch for for the kids they just want <laughs> vampire heads being torn off with no blood and also people who just really want to fuck babies I, it's it's a weird thing it's a new teenage thing yeah. we don't get them why is yeah. that a PG-13 and then like the Matrix is a hard R and it's just like, you know, because yeah. I was talking about this with Zachary. It's like, how is the Matrix a hard R and the Taken movies are like PG-13? <laughs> it's like, yeah, because no one eats a baby in Taken. That's what that, or even implies baby eating. Babies. 
Um, Marvin, did you watch anything that you want to confess? Well, it's not so much that I did I watch anything. As it's more of like what I've been what I've been watching for the past like year and a half. Uh, <laughs> um, it's uh, it's a show on Netflix, but really it's from Japan. It's called Terrace House. Um, it's like a hmm. just imagine Big Brother, except everyone is an incredibly polite Japanese person. Um, <laughs> and, uh-huh. <laughs> so basically nothing happens and it's a good thing to watch while you're eating food and don't have to pay attention because you, know, you look up at the screen and it's the three girls in their room and they're going, did you talk to him? Yeah, he was really funny when we went on that movie theater date. And even when I was saying, I don't like the movie, he was so nice. He asked me if I was cold. <laughs> and, and, and like the like big show moment, you would watch and the yeah. big moments are like oh my god she held his hand or oh my god they're kissing near the elevator that's crazy <laughs> and that's the, that's that's the climax of a of a of a season <laughs> oh my god beautiful beautiful it's, it's like the climax of seventh grade <laughs> no, you're not even wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> the crazy part. Okay, it's, it's funny because it's also like they're Japanese. They're very like reserved in Japanese ways. So then uh, there's this one season where that's called like Kids in the Big City or something, where they're just in Tokyo. And the big reveal is that when one of because one of the when they leave, they bring in an, it has to be six people in a house, right? So when one of them left, the the person they got in to replace him was an American, and they were like, oh, he's he's like kind of brown and <laughs> and and like uh you know and they're like he's really cool but i don't know he just seems so aloof because he's an american <laughs> and uh and then that went off so well that the actual season after that was like oh we're gonna take this to hawaii and then it's just a bunch of japanese people in hawaii but now they're interacting with like people who are also from hawaii yeah, now and, you're speaking my language. There, yeah, there, and, that's and, the one. And they're just like getting the. She, this is this one guy. Late, the wildest lady is like, I don't. I'm just. I'm just trying to hook up with these guys so I can sell houses, and that's just like completely like because she's like a real estate agent or something, but she's also Miss Hawaii or something. Well, I mean, and, you and know, that, so it's, like, it's a very, it's a very small island. There's not a lot of, you know, you gotta, there's gotta be overlap somewhere. Yeah. So, you know, so she's like, I'm hooking up with these guys so I can sell houses to them. And the rest of the, the cast is like, Oh my God, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Terrace house. Oh my god! It, the, by the name of it, I thought it was going to be something crazy. I was like, "Oh man!" No, it's like at first walking. I thought it was terrorist house, and I was yeah. like, "That's fucking." That's cool. a joke yeah. I make with Sarah all the time. I just go, "Want to watch more terrorist house?" But then uh, it's funny. At the start of every season, it's all six. Pe- it's an empty house, and all six people need to go in and like you know introduce themselves, right? So they all come in one by one, no music, completely silent, and they just go. Oh, there's a house here. Next person comes in. Oh, hello, hello. Quietly sit on the couch. I'm so and so. Who are you? Oh, I'm so and so. Thank you. Um, what do you do? How old are you? 
oh, you're very old, very old. I mean, she's like 28. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I got to watch the show. I want, um, I also have been watching a reality TV show. I, uh, the we, news? Well, no, no, no. I, I stop. I only read the news. I, I can't watch it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I started watching maybe like five, six nights ago this show because I usually look through the top 10. Now Netflix has a top 10. Mm-hmm. Like what's what's like uh, like the top 10 things in, in the U.S. And I I noticed that number one was Too Hot to Handle. It's a, it's a reality oh. TV show. Um, it's got eight episodes. So I'm like, well, it's not like I'm committing to like 22 episodes of a season. It's just eight episodes, easy to to digest. Um, I'm gonna Is see it just people who like juggle ro- lava rocks or something. Well, well, here's here's the like the the premise. It's like a it's like a they invite all these hot people to this island, right? <laughs> and all right, they, they, we they, already they, figured it out. All right, yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like we invite all these hot people um from all over the world to this to this island uh-huh. and uh, these are people that are really horny as shit dude like really young <laughs> horny hot people so all american no i'm, I'm surprised there was like like it was like an irish girl british there's there's a little bit of everything there's only one american girl wow and then they um they invite them all and everyone thinks it's going to be like a fucking orgy and everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to sleep with this person. Oh, this yeah. person. And then the first day they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, nobody can sleep with anybody. No one can can kiss anybody. There's no kissing. There's no, there's basically <laughs> just barely touching. And we're only going to play Boggle the whole time. <laughs> well, it, and it's crazy because people are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, there's no, it's like, yeah, you, you, there's no kissing, no touching. And there's a grand prize at the end. That's $100,000. Oh. And for every violation of whether it's kissing or anything else, sex, whatever, we're going to deduct money from the winnings, from the prize. Oh. So, so I was like, man, this, this show's kind of got me. It's got gambling. <laughs> this is a, it's a form of gambling. You love uh, gambling. I, <laughs> I do. But if there's that one contestant who doesn't want to win, but just wants to fuck a lot. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> exactly. They're gonna, gonna gonna me too. They're gonna mess it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not a gambler I, with anything other than yeah. the hepatitis. Yeah, and I'm like, man, this show. These people are so shallow. I fucking hate them. And then like, <laughs> fast forward to the to the eighth episode. I was like, man, this guy really fucking grew, man. This guy, look at this guy. <laughs> uh, it, it's a horrible show, but it's trashy. It's exactly what I needed. Something not to think about. Um, it was fun. It's eight episodes. What the hell, dude? You know? Oh, even for a reality show, it's a it's a quick binge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure um, we'll do a season two called Quarantine Island. You can't touch anybody because you'll get sick. Yeah, but everybody's in bubbles. They're just knocking against each other, just yeah. trying to touch each other. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, all right. Let's get into the list, man. Let's get into it. Um, let's get in there. Marcel, you want to go first since you're a guest or you want to go after Marvin? Yes, I guess. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Why not? Right. So um, kicking it off, you're you're sitting at home and you're like, you know, you, you want to watch something with some friends and you want to have some drinks. You want to kick back and you want to enjoy yourself. And there's obviously two ways to go. There are the terrible, terrible movies where everybody gets to laugh and the, the fun, good movies where everybody 
guests who enjoy themselves and also feel good about themselves at the end of the night, not because they're better than something that they watched. Um, I'm not going to go for that just right <laughs> off the bat because that would be too easy. Um, yeah. So what I would say is like for my first choice, I would just say ninja movies as a just overarching theme, which are mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. on Prime. Amazingly, Prime is like the prime location for <laughs> ninja movies. Like they've got the Shokosugi movies. They've got, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> they got Ninja 3, The Domination. These are on my list. Uh, the American Ninja series, which if you don't know. Hold up. Are, hold up. They have all of them? Dude, they've they got all, all of them. Dude. Damn. All of them. Yes. All right. And mm-hmm. so the American Ninja movies are... The first one's not even really a ninja movie. It's like this weird Vietnam movie, sort of, where, like, this guy's, like, overseas, and he's in the army, and he's doing his thing, but he also kind of, like, you get the idea that he knows karate, but, like, you don't, I feel like he just kind of does it on other army guys, where they're like, hey, this guy knows karate, and then he flips him over a table, and they're like, oh, my God, he actually knows karate. You're talking um, about Mark Ninja? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. But That's the second one, one, we've been doing the the Can film series, and we cover that one, and it's a beautiful, beautiful movie with, Dude, with it's a, a high pitched voice man called Michael <laughs> He's like, "Hey guys, come on, come on over here. We're all ninjas. I am ninety six years old, and my balls never dropped once, not even half half the way down." Uh, um, but like those are those are excellent. Like any any of those choices, and you don't have to do an order. That's the thing. Yeah. You can do it. You can memento it. You can jump all over the place. You could just watch the second one, which yeah, that, in my not, opinion is not is the best in one. any order. Nor is like like Ninja Three: The Domination has nothing to do with any of the other ninja movies, and is arguably the one you should start with. <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, it has nothing to do with any ninja movies that have ever no. existed. Yeah, because it's <laughs> yeah. The, another movie you covered in the Cannes film series, which is a combination of both a ninja movie and a erotic thriller and a horror movie yeah a little bit of the exorcist it's got a little bit of a little hot and heavy this is the movie where uh one of the the lady in it the the main lady Mm -hmm. uh ninja she gets possessed by an old ninja spirit and Mm -hmm. she pours uh tomato juice over her chest to seduce the the detective out of nowhere because he's like he's brought in to the apartment so that's an invitation to something but like very quickly she like mounts him and starts pouring (laughs) tomato juice yeah Yeah, she takes the whole it's about the implication thing just yeah a little too far it's and we know out of all the juices tomato juice is the most erotic (laughs) well clearly I mean, yeah. half the planet feels that way because half the planet is over <laughs> 70 years old. And <laughs> she also has like, um, the funnest apartment in the world. It's like yeah. it's like arcade machine in it. She has like uh like uh I forget what it looks I think it's like it's just like a regular like gym room lo- like a gym locker in there and it's it's all yeah. over the place. Yeah, it's she's fun. got yeah. the equipment, she's got the whole thing. But it's like that's the classic like late eighties, early nineties where like every apartment in a movie or house had to be like the ultimate, the ultimate thing. Like in Ninja Turtles, they don't go into like the foot soldier's place and find something decent. No, it's like skate ramps and just like oh, yeah. cigarettes and Sam Rockwell and arcade machines. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. like that's, I mean, that's and what cigarettes, those yeah. Yeah. Giving yeah. Out menthol all the cigarettes, <laughs> menthol or regular, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. it's all the same thing. Um, um, but all of that, all of that stuff's great. And the one that I found on Netflix that kind of goes with that theme 
is Ninja Assassin, which is the, the kind of the epitome of pulpy ninja movies, but it's in that it's made lovingly the mm-hmm. ninja half of it. Cause like Shokasugi's still in it. He plays like the old ninja master who's like been betrayed and he's after rain. Who's the main character. <laughs> yeah. And like, but then the other half of it is this boring cop drama where there's like a cop who's like, I am always on the hard cases and no one ever believes me. And then all of a sudden <laughs> he finds a ninja and then there's just machine gun fire and ninja stars that fly like bullets. I don't know. It's, kind of fantastic i mean when we saw that in the theater we all had like a wish list going in like i gotta see a guy get pulled up into the ceiling and then rain down in pieces i gotta see a guy get (laughs) chopped and then split in half i gotta see a guy get riddled with ninja stars whatever it was it happens in the first five minutes and it was beautiful it was like the only movie that has paid for itself in the first five minutes and the rest of it was all bonus yeah, it's the, the, the choreography is almost too good for the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, I mean, you'd expect that from like it's not the the, the Wachowski's didn't direct it, but their their first AD did. Uh, he got promoted and uh, decided to uh, was given the directing reins for that one. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a good fun go at it. You know, speaking of of good movies, this is gonna be this is gonna be a, a good movie to stream with friends. I future? like I like that you you segued good movies out of Ninja Assassin. I just <laughs> want to say that. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's I a good it. movie to stream with friends. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's that new Chris Helmsworth uh, movie that's going to be on Netflix. I think it's called Extraction. Mm-hmm. It looks bonkers. Um, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a good one to stream. Um, Marvin, what's your your first uh, pick? So I was thinking of a movie where if you if you can, if you start watching movies with friends over Zoom mm. and you just want to have a good time, yeah, kind of have something that's kind of it's fun but safe. You know, it's familiar. Um, yeah, people won't be mad. Everyone, it's like you know, or is everyone okay with with Shake Shack? Okay, everyone's okay with Shake Shack. Let's go right. This is, this yeah. is like the Shake Shack of of this type of movie, which is National Treasure. Because Ooh, National Treasure, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> because it's great. Because it's like, you know, Nicolas Cage. Okay, let's, let's set the stage. It's three years after 9-11, right? America wants hyper patriotic movies to kind of yeah. bounce itself back. So in comes National Treasure, where the main character is literally named Benjamin Franklin Gates. <laughs> yep. And the entire point of National Treasure is for Nicolas Cage to take the premise extremely seriously and to find, to to explore American history in the most bonkers way possible, to find the biggest treasure possible, and then at the end go, you know what? You guys can have it. I'll just take 1%. And then he lives <laughs> in Benjamin Franklin's house or something and then calls it a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's got great action. Uh, it's got that classic Jerry Bruckheimer action, not directed by Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah. But, James Turtletaub, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But no, John Turtletaub. John Turtletaub. Sorry. Yeah, John yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, you know, very much in the same vein. Um, and Nicolas Cage, you know, for all the, the strange career he has had, he always takes every role hyper seriously. So when he's doing that monologue at the beginning after they're inside the Charlotte, and he's like connecting the pieces of where. Uh, the where he has to find the Declaration of Independence because of this piece of paper he found. <laughs> uh, 
he uh, he takes it completely seriously, and uh, the movie benefits. Um, the one thing I always like to joke about with my friends is that you know how in the trailer for National Treasure, it always um, uh, the middle climax part of the trailer, he goes. I have to steal the Declaration of Independence, right? <laughs> so when the when the second tra- trailer came out for National Treasure Two, uh, my friend and I were in a theater when that when we first saw the trailer, and we were like, "Oh shit, it's following the same uh, the same formula as the first trailer for good reason, right?" And then you see the president angle start coming up, and we were going, "Oh my god, I really hope he goes. I have to become the president of the United States," <laughs> <laughs> but. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen in the in the in the, the sequel. He has to just kidnap, kidnap him, him, and only for like yeah. five better. minutes. Yeah, which yeah. is definitely better. I hot take. I I definitely like the sequel better. Oh, really? Yeah. I like the first one better. Well, the I like sequel the first one is better because just... because the second one, I think I, when I watch it, I go, okay, it's like it's like um, how Jerusha brought up brought about rom coms last week, uh, where she was like, oh. Everything, all that thing that was wonderful that happened in the first movie, it's all bullshit. None of it was real. Everyone hates each other again. <laughs> yeah. It's the second one just is like, it's that mounting action thing where they like, they, they pull, they, they say like, how do we one up ourselves? And then they do it and they do it in the like kidnapping the president in the fucking like in the, the mines built under the White House. Like, it's awesome. It is. But it's it's definitely stupider for sure. I wish the, the thing is with the president kidnapping. I wish they had to kidnap him for longer because they only yeah. kidnap him for about five minutes and then they go, "Thank you for the information, Mr. President. We'll be on our way." It's yeah, like they're treating him service. like some sort of like guest cameo when it's yeah. <laughs> they, they should have they should have really included him in the treasure hunting part of the movie. Yeah, I wish they they had to bring him along or something and yeah. like the whole you know, the classic I don't want to go with you guys, but you're forcing me to and along the way they bond and then <laughs> be bonds with the president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, like, yeah. Bruce Greenwood, it's it's weird cuz they play it cuz like Bruce Greenwood plays the president and he's yeah, yeah. not a big enough name to be the cameo of the movie I know. like you'd think the president would be someone more special, but he see he even seems like but at the end he's like I'm proud of you for not kidnapping me further but i'm also bummed out that i have to go back and be the president i kind of wanted to do this adventure i know (laughs) (laughs) um a a little crazy trivia from this movie nicholas cage is a high school um friend of john turtletop oh that makes sense because like he's been in four was it like three or four movies of his Uh, i know that he did the two yeah sorcerer's apprentice yeah where they and killed more, a stunt man. More trivia for for the people that love sweet sweet movies, uh, <laughs> like all of us. He John Turtletop directed Three Ninjas. Yes, oh, he did. Shit. Yeah, you're right. Three Ninjas. He did he did, it, did Cool Runnings, Phenomenon. Um, cool Runnings. Oh yeah, man, yeah, yeah. 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 I, didn't he do Instinct and um, Yeah, yeah. And he did, he did uh, the Meg. He's he's really like if if you think about a lot of directors, he's had a very varied career in his like he's done high action, he's done like very quiet dramas, he's done kids He'll like do anything. Kids home aloneing, like he doesn't give a shit. He's in. Yeah. Yeah. TV. He, he directed he, the rush hour TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Really? He did oh. that. Yeah, he did. Wow. <laughs> Should we not? We shouldn't have, Marvin. Forget it. We didn't. We didn't say that. Uh, 
I have to watch Rush Hour now. Uh, <laughs> I wish there was there was a channel where you could just watch like failed pilots and like the channel would do well. Imagine if you showed like Rush Hour and like the just every pilot that never went to series. That just you know that would I think you'd get a lot of advertisement out of that channel. Like Adult Swim does that with with their pilots. It's like after the shows fail, they'll still just put them in rotation randomly. <laughs> and like that's that thought yeah. should be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, then going with your theme. Um. This was farther in my list, but I'm going to move it up just so the, the theme <gasps> continues. I also picked a Nicolas Cage movie because that's that's just if you want to have fun, if you want to go to a good place. You throw on some Nicolas Cage. Of course. Uh, not leaving Las Vegas, Nicolas Cage, because that will just <laughs> depress you. Yeah, that's just sad, <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, you put on Con Air. Fucking oh, fuck yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because both are our movies, both uh, National Treasure and and uh, Con Air, both directors went on to direct um, good old Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I couldn't you're... put the bunny back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for those who don't know what this is, we we should we should remember to describe these movies for people who haven't seen them and want to see them. Uh, a newly proly ex-con, uh, former U.S. Ranger Cameron Poe, finds themselves trapped in a prisoner transport plane when the passengers seize control. Um, oh, that's all God. you really need to know. Uh, Story-wise, you, you need to yeah. know a lot of things about this movie. But yeah. story-wise, the passengers really are just like the craziest cast. Yeah, yeah. I'm so gonna like, just start. Okay. It, like, it starts off John Malkovich as a yes. leader, right? Yeah, Cyrus the virus, and then Nicolas Cage's <laughs> friend Baby O, uh, who is a diabetic and needs insulin throughout the whole goddamn movie. Yeah, uh, he's the time bomb of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bing Reigns is in this. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Uh, yep, yep. Steve Buscemi, hell Dave yeah, Trejo, Steve Buscemi's character, just yeah, MC Gainey. The Bush uh, is the fucking dark part of the movie where you're like, this is the guy that I don't want to like at this point. But he's Steve Buscemi, so you still yeah. love him. You're just like, fuck, I don't know, he's Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets away, right? Like, am I am I going crazy thinking that he gets he gets away in the movie? He does to an extent. It his like. It's creepy as shit. It's just well, it's like I think, very I think he escapes and becomes a gambler or something, or like I forget. It, it's unclear, but he escapes, yeah. and then he shows up in Rounders. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, the unofficial yeah. sequel to Con Air. Yeah, yeah. Um, Con Air verse. This is this is Con John Cusack in a Jerry Bruckheimer produced movie. Mm-hmm. Um I wish John Cusack did more action. He was he was good in this. I wish he did more movies in general. He he kind of like fell off. The earth, right? I mean honestly like once he started doing direct to video shit and then he did The Raven, that was it. Like The Raven, which is funny because that was um James McTeague who did Ninja yeah. Assassin. Yeah. And like The Raven was his swan song. It was like there's nothing left for you after this dude. It's only B movies. Well, yeah. I would say though, John Cusack does give an amazing performance in um, uh, what was it called? Uh, it's the Beach Boys movie. Um, oh yes, um, uh, not the Beach Boys, but um, specifically uh, Brian, Brian Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. Um, uh, what was it called? 
trying to love and mercy. That's it. (laughs) Love and mercy. (laughs) Love and mercy. Love and mercy. Honestly, was like one of the best movies of that year, and it got like almost no credit for how good it was. And then uh, John Cusack in part. I mean, like, okay, so like. John Cusack's only have to perform because Paul Dano plays Brian Brian Wilson from the past, but the the John Cusack part he kills it like it's it's amazing and it makes you wonder why that wasn't his comeback. Uh, and part of it's because the movie just had like zero exposure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the thing is like John Cusack is awesome, and there was never like you know all of the th- whenever you think about John Cusack, you don't think about something bad. You're like it's say anything, it's high fidelity. It's sir. It's it's uh, it's you know like it's it's all of these movies. It's gross point blank. It's like all of this stuff that is specific to your memory. Yeah, twenty twelve. You know, you got grifters. You got um, is it Serenity? Like that's what I was gonna say. But it it is Serenity, right? Like the one. Are you thinking of Singularity? Is it? It's it's the one where he's with um. All right, forget it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, the singularity being like the sci-fi one. No, it's it's the John Cusack one. It's like him and um, Underworld Lady, who for some reason I can't uh, remember her her name. Glorious, Kate beautiful Beckinsale. actress. Oh, Kate Sarah Beckinsale. <laughs> Serendipity. That's what Serendipity, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah that is a, that is the whole- not his finest moment, but still, like <laughs> it's still like you know he still kills it. He's still charming as shit. Um, the, the last good thing he did was probably hot tub time machine. <laughs> and like, really doesn't good. that just, that just, just seal a, a career yeah. right there. And he was really good. And then he refused to come back for the sequel. He's like, nah, not, not coming back for that shit. It's like, which Dish. is funny. Cause like, I'm pretty sure, I think it's called the frozen ground. It was like a with few Nicolas years Cage? ago. Yeah. With Nicholas cage. There's like a crossover there. Yeah. Where Nicolas Cage was like, let me Sherpa you into the the ways of B movie making. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The ways of making money very fast. He's like, yeah. no one cares. No one cares. As long as you show, you show up Apparently, the set. <laughs> Apparently he was in Hot Tub Time Machine 2 at one point, but then his cameo was deleted. Oh. Yeah. So it, he he probably he might have been willing to come back, but then they were like, I don't know, is this is this John Cusack character worth Worth the worth the credit anymore? I don't know. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, so also, there we go. I'll go. Double. I'll go for my next choice. Also, yeah. in a very weird way, just following this this trail because I mean, any good list is going to have a Nicolas Cage movie on it, and yes. any good list with a Nicolas Cage movie is going to have something produced by Bruckheimer. And as much as it was a battle for me between Face Off, where he gives a more Gonzo <laughs> performance, and The Rock. <laughs> I mean, The Rock is not only one of my favorite all-time action movies, but is a great movie to enjoy with friends and also just to enjoy. Like, that's that renaissance of Nick Cage before he, like, really threw it off the rails and he was he was still bananas, but it was in a serious way. Where, like, yeah, he was still, he was still be, like, taken seriously. Like, yeah, no one yeah, was yeah. Fun he's of him supposed to be like the the like the hero character who is he just gets upset. Like that's you're supposed to be with him. He's he's mad now, so he's gonna say what in the name of Zeus's butthole? Like it's <laughs> that's just gonna be stuff that he yells, and it's like you're. It was before we knew that this was like the bit. It was like when it was yeah. still serious, yeah. and like that is so. For those of you who don't know, 
The Rock is, I think, is pretty easy to sum up. It's basically Nick Cage is a chemist for the FBI, I believe it is, and a uh, a guy called General Hummel, who is played by Ed Harris in a in an awesome performance. Yeah. Uh, Ed Harris steals these rockets full of VX nerve gas, and he points them at San Francisco, and he's on Alcatraz. And he says, I'm going to fire these rockets unless these uh, men who've died in the war get their, get their money. And Basically, the only way of, in the Alcatraz. Yeah. 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 It's a bunch of vets. It's him. They're just like, it's this like fortified location no one can get into unless you get Sean Connery, who is John Mason, who's the only guy who's ever successfully escaped from Alcatraz. Who's basically 007. Yeah, yeah, that's right? why they cast him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they're, they're just like we just need James Bond to get back yeah. into Alcatraz, and like he yeah. can do that. Yeah. Um, and in fact, it would have been amazing. It would look. This movie's already cool as hell. It's badass. <laughs> but imagine like they're like they straight up call him James Bond. Like they're like James Bond. He's the only guy to escape Alcatraz, and like that's why he's in jail because he's got all these secrets and he's got chlamydia from all these ladies he's banged. yeah of course I mean, why, why wouldn't you yeah it would make sense. piece of shit it would make sense that he has like a daughter that he never fucking talked to because he's just banging whores everywhere and, yeah you know and of like, course she's claire forlani of, Cla- yeah. of course she's gorgeous because like she's gotta be it's one of the bond girls kids yeah yeah it would have it would have been awesome and and, and I, they, I guess i get it they couldn't get the rights to the goddamn name but <laughs> Damn it. They got so close. They got so close. Yeah. And so it's not to mention, all- this is also early Michael Bay. Like Michael yeah. Bay, when he was developing, like, you know, there's a, there's a car chase be- between John Mason, who's Sean Connery in a Hummer chasing and like Nick Cage is chasing him in a Ferrari because like, why wouldn't you over the San Francisco Hills? <laughs> and, uh, there's a very specific point when the guy who's Humvee, he. John Mason stole the Humvee from a guy at, you know, like a, a valet, like you would, of course. Yeah. And the guy, like, is yelling in some, like, accent, you stole my Humvee. And he's like, I'm only borrowing your Humvee. And he hangs up. And it's the middle of the car chase. It's just an aside, because why not? Um, but this was, like, the beginning of Michael Bay really honing in that, um, like, the car chase cam, when it was, like, just have a dolly go in front of a car, shake the thing around, and zoom in and zoom out. Just do snap zooms. And it looks exactly like you're moving really fast, yeah, really yeah. fast. Yeah, I think yeah. it's also when he started uh, developing his the the Michael Bay mix, where it, it's like uh, I, for, I forget what the joke exactly was, but apparently a sound mixer was like Michael Bay. Whenever he's in Bay for for a sound mix, he'll, no he'll, he'll like see he'll see like a dog running across the street and go, "I have to hear the bell in that dog's collar." <laughs> like yeah. in spite of the explosions. <laughs> I mean that makes that makes awesome sense, man. Makes... Uh, so of all it, the it Michael Bay that, movies yeah. and all the Nick Cage movies, I narrowed it down as an apologist for both of them. And I, I put it both in the I just jumped right in the same column with it. We we didn't talk about this in our Netflix uh, recommendations, but the there's a the new Michael Bay movie. The what is it? The Six uh, Underground. Six, yeah, Six, Six Underground. Underground. That is really good, and it's on it's on Netflix. It's streaming it on fantastic. Netflix. That's so a hell good. of an it's, intro scene. That's yeah, a yeah. It's a twenty intro. minute car chase <laughs> with amazing amazing geography and just like crazy crazy things happening in it. Where like the setup is so. Like you, you know how long it takes to set up a shot, and there are shots that are literally 
like hour long setups, hour, two hour, three hour long setups. And it's just so some guy can run by a camera on a rooftop. Like it doesn't even matter. It's just a cutaway. It's half a second. And it like, that's, that's that thing that I think that makes it special. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And we should say the rock has so many goddamn great actors in it. Yeah. Uh, We'll just run the list real quick. Nicholas Cage, Ed Harris, uh, David Morse, William Forsythe, Michael Bean. Goddamn Terminator, dude. Uh, Vanessa Marcel, uh, John C. Uh, McGinley, uh, Tony Todd, Tony Todd, God, dude, He's back in, in the day, it, dude, back in the day. Um, who else? Claire Forlani, um, the guy I forget his name. I forget his name. He's the guy from he who's in High Fidelity. Is it Todd Blizzo? Is that what it is? Might uh, be. I mean, Bokeem um, Woodbine is in it. Yeah, that was like at the beginning of his career. Yeah. Yeah. So many people. Uh, this is a great goddamn movie, dude. That's a good. That's a good pick, dude. Thanks, Tom. Um, Marvin, what's your next your next recommendation? Okay, so now that you've kind of gotten people into the the the, the, the you you know they're used to it now. The Zoom yeah. launch. So yeah. now um, you start getting him into the weirder shit. And then, uh, <laughs> to me, this is one of the most fantastic. Because um, when I when I went when I went to UCSD back in the day, uh, we used to go to the the local landmark, and they used to have midnight movies every Saturday. And this is the movie I've enjoyed the most ever watching with an audience, which is Break Two Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. And yes, Marvin. Uh, so Breach. I, I specifically Break Two because Break In's fine. It's fun. It's okay, but Breaking Two is the movie where just for um, the, the the general premise is there's a bunch of dancers. You got Kelly, who's from like a rich family, and then you have Orlando, aka Ozone, and Tony, aka Turbo, and they're from the streets, and they're all dancers, and they're all hanging out, and they gotta stop the local community center from being demolished by dancing. And that's the movie. <laughs> this is and, another. This is another canon movie. It's beautiful. It's it's the same premise as Lombada, which was also produced by yeah, Ken yeah, Thompson. yeah. And it's like it's it's almost one of the original prototypical what people think of as bad movies. Like Electric Boogaloo is a joke, right? Like you yeah. you you say that like you go ha Terminator Two Electric Boogaloo etc. But also yeah. like the premise of we got to get together to to save a community center <laughs> kind yeah. of originates from this as well. Um, guy who plays Turbo, uh, oh sorry, um, Ozone uh, Adolfo Quinones. Um, it, I, he always he always makes me laugh because he's he's like very serious the whole movie um but then he's always wearing this little baby corn earring the whole time so as he's like (laughs) (laughs) as he's like trying to like preach and like tell people we gotta put down these nunchucks we found in the middle of the street and instead of fighting each other through dance we should be working together through dance and you see <laughs> and it's it, the little ear the little baby corn earring is swinging the whole time and you just can't watch <laughs> anything else while it's happening and it also has a really great scene where turbo uh i forget her her name but uh he falls in love with one of like uh the rival gang and uh in order to woo her he goes into like a house with her and it's uh the house from one of the um 
one of the the Friday the third not Friday the thirteenth um, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street movies yeah. where uh, the the entire set rotates. So in the in Nightmare on Elm Street, it's used for horrific effect, and here it's used so that he can dance on the ceiling. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's virtual insanity. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, if you pay attention in that scene, there's because they did use it after Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. Yeah. Uh, one of the walls, because all the all the walls have like pictures and like paintings. One of the pictures on the wall, if you look closely, it's Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's excellent. And also Ice-T shows up at the end. Yeah. To, to yeah. help to, to, to do the big rap with... Uh, with the to with the help the community center and you know all the adults who are saying you kids are you're wasting your time you're never gonna do this they go you did it you kids <laughs> I believe I should have believed in you from the start should have <laughs> I believe into electric boogaloo this is a great movie because um people could get up and get like snacks and drinks and, and yeah. it's fine there's no like there's no like pressure to like you're in the midst of fucking yeah. crucial it's, plot it's point it's similar to national treasure where you're like you can walk yeah. away and you come back and you're like oh it's fine yeah. <laughs> because unlike national treasure you still, you might still have to go okay why are they chasing in breaking 2 you'll come back and they'll go why are they dancing and they go the movie never gave a reason so th- it doesn't matter why you left <laughs> yeah the question is why are they not dancing yeah. Yeah. at any other point in this movie <laughs> Um, this is a good, this is a good spot to talk about, um, two apps that, um, I, so I've tested a bunch of apps to see what works the best when it comes to like streaming movies with friends. Cause for the most part, if you do the old, uh, we're going to stream it and, and like put it on and then we'll hit play. And then to sync it with zoom, it's really hard. Cause you'll hear an echo. It's, yeah. it's, it's a shit storm. Um, the best thing to do um and it just bugs me like i've tried to do it and like okay i'll, I'll pause it to catch up and it just someone always the, the sound just all sometimes slips and i hated mm-hmm. that it bugs the shit out of me but um there's a good app called screener mm-hmm. and it basically you could watch netflix and video chat at the same time so you have your your window and you have little circles with all the face chats in them. Um, so you don't have to like look away to another screen. Like so sometimes if you if you're zooming while watching, you have to look into the into like another system to look to see what their people are yeah, reacting yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is built in. So if you can plug in your computer to your TV, um, or just watch it on your fucking computer. Who cares? It's a fucking <laughs> computer. I mean uh-huh. screener works really well. Yeah. I've actually been doing um, when I've been watching stuff with my my friend. One of, one of the movies on this list I was actually watching with my friend, my friend Dan, and uh, we actually did a, a setup where we used Parsec and just talked over Discord. You guys know about Parsec? You you are a big uh, disciple of of Parsec. Well, tell us about it. Yeah, well, Parsec it was originally designed for gaming, um, like to let people like have share one screen and game from anywhere with like very little lag. Um, and it's great. It turns out it's great for uh, even work from home. Like a lot of people who need to work on like a like an editing station that's somewhere else, um, Parsec's actually fast enough to use it as long as you're both on a PC. And then also, um, uh, it's great for just watching movies together because <laughs> they just see your screen. And then uh, the 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 sync is pretty much perfect the entire time. The only other thing is you just need Discord on the side or something. But that's always fine. And uh, yeah, I mean. 
There's, I mean, there's all sorts of different ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. When we were watching Ozark with some friends, we we did Netflix party, and that was okay. Yeah. It wasn't the and best, but it was fine. Netflix party is just like chat. I meaning it's um, yeah, yeah, it's not exactly. video chat. It's just like old timey. Yeah, it's basically like texting. Yeah, and like yeah. it kind of like it doesn't work super well. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's it's cool. There's, there's all sorts of ways we can do this thing. Screener you know? works pretty well because it. I've I mean I've watched like an hour of something and it hasn't it's pretty like if it if it's having trouble trouble uh, like buffering and something it'll it'll pause it for a bit to catch up and then it'll continue oh okay so that so it's it's going out of its way to make sure yeah yeah. it's 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 supposed to be for screeners so yeah yeah Yeah, um so. so that's good and then um Two seven is another app, um, and you could you can add the extension to your to your computer. And if you have, oh, should I put this in? The, um, look, if you download the movies illegally and you both have the file, you can load up the file and it syncs up the files. So gotcha. Man, everybody's unemployed right now. No one yeah, can buy yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or one one person pay for them and then just share the wealth. You know. Share. Yeah. As long as, as long stream it for your friends. That's, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. You just yeah. you buy the movie, you throw it on Voodoo, and then maybe two hundred and fifty people have your Voodoo account. Maybe that's just what happens. I don't know. <laughs> it's um, fine. It's gonna be all right. It's hard um, times. Yeah, yeah. Just like the movie with Charles Bronson. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, all right, Marvin. What's your next? Oh, did no, I just you? did mine. So. Okay, that was yours. Yeah, you're, you're technically I, I up, but you, you plugged you plugged the uh, sorry, you plugged the software. Um, then I'll go with um, uh, this is a good drinking movie. This is a good movie. It's long. You're gonna get a nice buzz. Um, look, we have nothing but time right now. We're yeah, just stuck yeah. at home, so yeah. you're gonna you're gonna burn three hours of the day. Oh um, boy, get, get oh, yourself no. some nachos. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> get yourself some nachos. Sit down, um, get yourself some beer because this is a drinking game. Every time <laughs> someone says fuck, you, t- you have to take a drink of your beer. And I'm talking about Scarface. Oh, good, 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 good. They say fuck so many goddamn times. <laughs> so many times. It's a comma. It's it's not even a yeah. comma. It's a yeah. space between words. Yeah. I've recently rewatched this and uh, look, I get people have a hard time with this movie because for many reasons, but one of them is that like it's been like it's huge like in like the rap community. Like the people fucking love this. <laughs> of like course, drug dealers yeah. love this. Everybody, it's their anthem. It's the anthem, and I get it. Like hey, like he comes from nothing. He builds his empire, and like he he does a lot of cocaine. I get it, dude. <laughs> I get it. And he has a huge gun. <laughs> I get it. But uh, apart from it, I think it's. It's really well done. Like, I mean, the acting is pretty good, but like the accent doesn't hold up. Like that does not hold up at all. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, besides no one that. Al Pacino in that way yeah, today. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But the acting is pretty cool. Like it just kind of works for the, for the time. It's it's It feels like an 80s fever dream. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like you did too much cocaine and then and then you, which, which did happen. Like yeah, Oliver Stone got really excess. high, it, it's really a good, high. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oliver Stone like wrote it high. Um, <laughs> Brian De Palma directed it high. Yeah. The movie <laughs> is high. basically the epitome of that tray of cocaine that is just yeah. a mountain of cocaine. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, like I said, it's it's uh, written by Oliver Stone, directed by Brian De Palma. I think 
I'm a huge Brian De Palma fan. Huge Brian De Palma fan. Even mm-hmm. the, the, the latter stuff that isn't, isn't that. up to par to his, to his earlier work. It still works for me. It's still, he has something that I can't describe. He'll, he probably won't ever make another movie again. No one will give him money to do it. But it's, <laughs> it, he's one of those guys that I always come back to and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this guy, even with like Snake Eyes, there's always something very cinematic oh, about Snake it. Oh, Snake Eyes I actually it's, enjoy it's quite Nick Cage. a bit. Yeah. Nick Cage well, is the, yeah. is it? Well, yeah. Snake He's Eyes, the, it's like, it's doing the, you know, um, the Rashomon thing, but it's still like so stylish. Like, yeah. it, it's not just taking the Rashomon thing for granted and going, okay, because we're doing Rashomon, we can kind of you know, take it easy and everything else. Brian De Palma's like, I will not take it easy. I will mm-hmm. still go out of control with the yeah with, yeah. The, with, the, with yeah. the first person and the split screening and <laughs> the Dutch angles. Yeah. What's funny about Snake Eyes is I think it was like the last time we were in a place where we were where we were blissfully unaware, but also regrettably unaware of how fucking nuts Nick Cage was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I think that was the last like Nick Cage is a serious actor movie that happened. Before it was like, wait, he whispers or yells everything? Holy shit, he does. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, this, Scarface is a beautiful movie. It just, like, it's, it's a classic a beautiful, too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's also it's one of those 4K. movies where you're like, you know, you're zooming with your family. Let's say you've zoomed with your family, and like your dad's on, and you're like, yeah. what do you want to watch, dad? I don't know. You know. And then if you if you bring up Scarface, he'll be like, "Yeah, I'll watch Scarface." Yeah, and then he, and then halfway he'll comment, "Oh, then there's a lot of fucks in this movie." <laughs> it's funny because like, yeah, Scarface. Yeah. You're like, "Yeah, you, you took me to see this when I was 12." <laughs> Fuck yeah, dad! There sure is. It's funny because like it's it does have the feeling of so many fucks, but like it actually isn't even close to being like the top number of fucks in a movie ever. It's like way down the list compared to some other movies. Yeah. 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 I mean yeah. we've we've gone we've gone pretty off the rails over the yeah. last uh you know thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Uh you know, it's a good uh I used to censor myself, but now I don't. In front of my kid, it's like uh, I, I it's fine. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. You know what? Like it's cursing is like wiping your ass with like s- silk. And yeah. it feels good. You know, it feels good. And it's, if context is right, it's fine. You know. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. Like when I was younger, my dad. Um, maybe I was like ten. My dad showed me Taxi Driver, and we're just like, my dad's like, "Don't do that." And I'm like, "Yeah, I won't. This is fucked up." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, it is. Don't say fuck or do. It. I don't know. Fuck it. I can't Scarface." <laughs> uh, th- what, what uh, number are we on? Are we on four still? We're on. Uh, uh, it's like three. We, I think I just, I think we just did two each. I think. Okay, yeah. we've done two. I, we, got, we finished. Okay, let's uh, let's bring it down to the next, the next, uh, the next round. Awesome. All right. So, so my next one, and this is one of my all-time favorites in terms of, and this is this is bad cinema, but like confounding in its own way. But Hard Ticket to Hawaii, directed oh, by man. Andy Sidaris, starring. Uh, Playboy models, Donna Spear, and uh, somebody Marie Carlton. What is it? Hope Marie Carlton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only know them from this. 
All right. Anyway, but like the, the, there. Thank you. That's I was. I didn't know how to call it out. I was like, just give me the drums. Just give me the fucking drums already. Jesus Christ. Um, play ball. Uh, but this is and and this is a really bold statement. But this may be one of the earliest um, shared universes of all times. The Sidaris verse, where somehow all of these shitty like booby movies have the same shared universe as each other. Like this is the Avengers of Playboy, basically. Like this is, it's what it is, but it's like the confounding thing is it's this dude and his wife and they wrote these like exploitative, weird action, kind of spy erotic thrillers where like they have like these, these buxom babes from, and they're always Playboy models or porn stars or something. And they, their whole thing is like, they're the powerful the powerful characters in the movie, which is very weird because it's weird to empower someone with exploitation. It's just very, very backward. But (laughs) I think that hard ticket is phenomenally weird and funny and violent and like just filled with nudity. And it's not like, this isn't the watch it with your parents, watch with your friends who like, you don't know well necessarily, unless you want to get to know them a lot better. (laughs) You get to know anybody a lot better watching watching Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which we found out watching it in an office with a bunch of people, and uh, yeah. that was an interesting experience. But the thing is, it's basically about these two women, these two secret agents named Tara. Can, yeah. can I give Can I give the IMDb synopsis? Fucking, I, I hope so. It, it's Go beautiful. for it. Let, let me let me just lay it out for you guys. Okay. It's beautiful. It is a beautiful. womanizing private detective is assigned. To- <laughs> is assigned a task to investigate who is behind the high-tech computer technology leaks to the russians wait is that hard ticket that's not hard ticket to white isn't that isn't that picasso trigger uh did I no, fuck is, up? Um, no, that's I, not Picasso you know Trigger. What? It's it's in I, I read the wrong one. It's is that it's, Malibu Express? <laughs> Hard tickets to all IMDB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've let us down. Um, Hard um, ticket to Hawaii is with the secret agent ladies and the cancer infested rats. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well no, so so they have so there's basically the, the best thing is that the B plot of the movie, or maybe it's the C plot, is basically that there is a poisonous snake that has been released. Oh, that's not the B plot. That's the onto, A plot. <laughs> is, is that really the A plot? Because like it develops, but it takes it's such the, a backseat, the and then all of a sudden, the movie. yes, yeah, that's yes, true, that's true. Like, it, it just pops back up randomly. Where yeah. they're like, they're like, oh, we got to stop these drugs and these other Seth guys, the and then all of a sudden, the there's like a snake. <laughs> For all whatever right, so reason, yeah. All these movies are blending into one. So <laughs> yeah, this is the one where like work for so the agency. Is, the agency is, is like yeah. is the the yeah. shield of this fucking yeah. weird titty universe that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this movie is the one with the roller skating guys, right? The rollerblading guys. The, the, yes, it has they're, a guy rollerblading down the street with uh, a bazooka. With a, yeah, with no, yeah, the he gets shot by a bazooka. Oh, skateboarding yeah, yeah, yeah. gets yeah. shot by a bazooka. Yeah, with, the, with yeah. the blow up doll. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's the skateboard, and he does he does a handstand because he's an actual skateboarder. Yeah, he's yeah. just like probably the ugliest, less known, least known skateboarder who's the most affordable <laughs> at that point in time. Is this the one that has the line that if you go down on her? Yeah, yeah. This has this has. <laughs> so the best thing about this movie is not only and, and it's it's all in rewatchability. It's all in rewatchability. But not only is there like weird stuff where like 
there's there are these like weird quips and weird jokes that the two women tell each other the whole time and it's like this fox force five version (laughs) of like what it is to be part of the agency and they're both basically just khaki wearing like boobs out like short shorts in cowboy (laughs) boots and they both just run around shooting people and like one of them i don't even think works for them technically like i think Oh, Taryn oh. is technically a yeah. civilian. Yeah, I found. I actually found the the synopsis. Here we go. In right, Hawaii, go. an undercover DA agent and her civilian friend stumble Fuck upon a yes. drug trafficking operation and have to enlist the help of of all the colleagues' friends to go after the vicious drug kingpin. Meanwhile, yeah. motherfucking poisonous snake is yeah. running around the island <laughs> killing <laughs> folks for no reason. No mention of the snake in the synopsis. Yeah, because well, it's a it fucking climax. <laughs> The friend has to show up at the end with the bazooka to kill it. <laughs> yeah. And let that be a lesson to you. Watch hard to get to Hawaii because you have to know what it looks like when a bazooka shoots a snake yeah. coming out of a toilet. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like movie. there's this like really, really slow fight with the, with the boss, the drug boss. And she goes, oh, it's over. <laughs> and then she gets assaulted. At this snake. <laughs> a toilet snake, realistically, yeah, if we're yeah. just speaking. It's, it's, uh, this snake is like anaconda size snake. It's absurd yeah, it's how big it is. It's fluctuating size. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the scale is not, it's not consistent all the way through, I feel. Yeah, the puppet yeah. is not the same puppet. It's no, definitely no, no, a different it's like It's like Lord yeah. of the Rings. You know, the, the, the ants change size, you know, for drama, as does the snake, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, little hobbit. <laughs> It's, hate, it's just a crazy movie. It's worth watching with your friends. And they do, like, they really do these weird things with the writing where they actually spent the time to, like, develop side characters like Ashley, who is the host of this place that they go to. The names are not really that important. But the thing about him that's important is he likes to do innuendos uh, toward women that are beyond overt. And then he says, if you know what I mean. And to that, I would like to say what he says is, if you try to go down on her later, you'll be kissing the back of my head because I'll already be there, if you know what I mean. And it is a fantastic film. It's a fantastic movie. It's great to watch with friends. You can drink. There's plenty of drinking games. And it also opens up, you know, the the whole thing, because after that is Picasso Trigger and then Savage Beach, where the same characters recur in these the shared weird Sidaris movies in the Sidaris verse, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We could read if I dude, if we had a ticket to Hawaii, an actual ticket to Hawaii, we could <laughs> shoot one? a better movie with our iPhones. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the thing is like, that's what kind of makes those movies so special in a way is like, there's so much effort put into it and it is more about getting beautiful women to show their breasts than it is about making a movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Like the script is very clearly like the characters say out loud what the screenwriter is thinking. Like, (laughs) like when they're all back in the van at the end, you know, after they've had their big action scene and they go, did anybody kill Seth? That's the screenwriter saying out loud. Did we kill Seth yet? No. (laughs) Let's go write that scene now. (laughs) Yes. It's. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. And like listening to them in their interviews and stuff, like there's this weird 
80s swingers, cocaine, Miami couple, just writing movies and trying to figure out how to capitalize on like their weird culture. It's, it's in and of itself, it's a social study, but like beyond (laughs) that, it's just a bunch of crazy ass movies and like each leads you to the next and each one is more crazy. I have found that for, for the female viewer, uh, the beginning of his movies, so like Malibu Express, which is the first one in the Sadaris verse, is a little harder to watch because it's basically just horrid softcore porn. <laughs> um, I have not seen that it's, one. It's yeah. awful. It's so bad. It's, it's not even as fun because it doesn't have the action that the other ones have. Like they have that budget where they're like, well, they still like built the shell of a helicopter, hung it, and then blew it up. Like that's cool. Yeah. Like they're, they're it not doesn't expensive even have to that. get on Amazon. Like you get a hard ticket to to Hawaii for like twelve bucks. Yeah, I feel like hard ticket Jim Cotta. The rest of those movies, like they're all around the same price point. It's like yeah. ten, twelve bucks. It's Jim it's Cotta. an easy it's an easy purchase, and it's one that will definitely continue to pay off. Yeah, in fact, it's a good like pass it along movie. Like, hey, I'm gonna, I bought this for 10 bucks. I'm going to pass it along and then see where it ends up. It's like when you, we should actually do that experiment. Like, you know how when you like, you write, hey, on the dollar bill, like check in <laughs> yeah. on this website to see where this ended up. We should do that. Like give somebody our dick toy and see where it ends up. Uh, has it been like a nursing home? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marvin, what's your next, next uh, pick? Okay. So now everyone's used to watching some weird shit. Um, yeah. So now that you've trapped them, uh, <laughs> let, let's get to something super weird. It's so weird that the only easy way to watch it is on YouTube. <laughs> um, it, it's have you heard of Wizard People, dear reader? Oh, dude, yes. Okay. Um, so I bring this up because Wizard People, dear reader, for people people who don't know, is allegedly like if you take it take it you know at face value a weird audiobook version of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> and in fact, when my friend Dan and I first saw it, we were like, sure. And then we just started listening to it. Uh, and then uh, like about about 10 minutes in, we realized this is supposed to be lining up with the movie. Mm-hmm. So so there's YouTube versions where uh, it actually has ch- cut it up between the 35 chapters. And it's just this, this, uh, this comic guy um, named Brad Neely. He used to he he's a comic artist and he's made a few shows for Adult Swim at this point as well. Um, but it's just he just has a lot of time on his hands and was just like, I'm going to just narrate over <laughs> the events <laughs> of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And I, basically, we're just gonna re-examine the characters. So Harry Potter is now basically, uh, like Harry fucking Potter. Who is drunk every day before noon? Yeah. The destroyer a, of worlds, a beautiful animal and a destroyer of worlds, <laughs> um, producing many a wine out of nowhere spell. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Hermione is now the wretched harmony. Uh, Snape is now a, a beautiful woman named Snake. Uh, uh, Ron, Ronnie the Bear, uh, Harry Potter's number two man, is loves Twizzlers. And if all of this sounds random to you, 
That's because it is. <laughs> As it goes through, there's great moments where, because um, we listened up to the point where um, uh, uh, they call. I forget. I don't. Even, I see. I only remember the, the characters' names from the Brad, the <laughs> the Wizard People, Dear Reader uh, renames. But who's the son of the Weasley? The 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 like the the people that um, adopt Harry Potter, like the Muggles. I forget yeah, the Dudley. Yeah, Dudley. Okay, so they call him. Uh, they call him Roast Beefy, right? And, <laughs> yeah. And at one point, yeah. they go. We reached a point where they go. Ragtime Roast Beefy steals the letter. And when we were listening, we were like, "Why did they call him Ragtime Roast Beefy?" And then when you watch it with the video, it's because he's perfectly wearing like a ragtime outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's lots of things like that where um, Uncle Porker's. What, uh, who's uncle? Uh, what, what, when it right Vernon. as it cuts to his face, it goes. His face is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> to a close up of his face, and it really is the worst. <laughs> and there's all sorts of fun things like that. Professor McGonagall is now Hardcastle McCormick. Uh, you know, Voldemort is Valmart, and he's half Dracula, who moves yeah. like a marmalade baby just out of the womb. Uh, and it's it's stuff like this where. Now that you've you've indicted people into you know watching some bad shit with you, you're like, do you want to see some really bad shit? And <laughs> it's like it's like they had to, it, like Brad had to construct this out of the board. This was I feel like he made this in a quarantine or something as well. Like it's just so out there and random that it, it only makes sense when you, when you're you're viewing it from a position of madness. And I, I should I should also. Um, uh, uh, preface that um there's two versions of it there's the original version and then he re-recorded it when it got really popular and it's actually started playing in like film festivals <laughs> mm-hmm. and then uh wow. the, i would say the first version is much more fun because it's clearly him like not performing as much like in the second one he's like oh like it's like a you like it's like watching a stand-up comic do his act again you know like you know exactly mm. what's gonna happen uh, and he knows exactly what's going to happen. But the first version, there's great points where, like, he knows it's so stupid, he starts laughing uncontrollably in the middle of his own recording. <laughs> and it it, uh, it it makes for a great time. Um, it's kind of – it's the type of thing where you've seen a lot of things already. Let's start watching this. Let's get a little high. <laughs> and uh, let's uh, – Let's 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 just see where it goes. My favorite joke is that Ravenclaw is is renamed Viacom, <laughs> 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 but there's a there's a lot of things he just sneaks in there randomly, and uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good time once you once you've got people kind of uh, hooked into this world of terrible movies, um, get them hooked a little further, and then you can get them into some weirder shit. And this is. Um- and this is free. So like it's yeah. literally on YouTube. So yeah. Like it was taken down on YouTube so often, but then they kept going, nah, man, it's like public domain. Like it's a transformative piece of art. And then WB is like, God damn it. They're right. I wish, I wish um, JK Rowling would one day uh, a comment on it. But I think to this day, she has yet to even acknowledge its, its existence. <laughs> She's probably she's probably heard it. She's, kind of <laughs> she's probably around. horrified, and she thinks yeah. she thinks it's fucking hilarious. That's, <laughs> that's why she's gonna talk about it. Yeah. Um, my next uh, my next um, movie on the list is um, 
Uh, I mean, if you're going to watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii, you might as well watch Cruel Intentions. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a weird movie. It is very weird. You're right. Yeah. It's not exactly what you're expecting from the trailer. (laughs) Nope. Nope. It's got a very young Reese Witherspoon, uh, Ryan Felipe, uh, and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, Look, I'm actually going to like... I'm I'm gonna say this is a good this is a good pick, but all the <laughs> the Ryan Felipe um Sarah Michelle Geller movies are, mm. are are a go for watching with friends. I'm talking about <laughs> you still know what you I still know what you did last summer. I'm talking about this, the, the two sequels. Um what was another one that was part of that that because they they had like like a like a ten movie like um like marathon oh. where they just kept working kind of together for a while. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't know. There's gotta be like two. I think there's two other ones. I can't remember, but the, this one is kind of fun. It's dumb. It's just, it's mindless. You could literally hit play, get a drink and you're not going <laughs> to miss anything. It's, it's uh, two. Uh, hopefully you've seen this and this is just a rewatch, but if you haven't seen it, it's two vicious step siblings of an elite Manhattan prep school. Uh, they make a wager. To the flower of new the new headmaster's <laughs> daughter before the start of the term. Um, it, it, it it's it's like your typical stupid high school movie where it's like the the two dudes from the eighties that are gonna try to sleep with that new girl, but it's two step siblings. It's what do you what do you need? One what of them's a lady. Need? Yeah, one of them's a lady. Um, uh, Selma Blair's in this. Uh, Josh, Joshua Jackson is in this. Eric Mabus, uh, Sean Patrick, Patrick Thomas. There's, it's just a stupid freaking movie. Oh, Tara Reed's in this. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, she is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like pre super cocaine. Charlie, Charlie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh, I forgot how many people are in this movie, and it's so dumb. It's, it's just, funny because because this movie like tries to like have there's a typical movie thing of like, oh, we were we were being shitty at first, but now we really want to turn it around. And you're like, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The, you guys the are so shitty people that I can't ever awfulness that I've seen in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no one who you root for. Even like Reese Witherspoon. I'm like, you're stupid. Why, why are you giving this guy a chance, dude? <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, he seems genuine now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, this is this is a fun movie. It's the same director as uh, Just Friends, and Just Friends is actually a fun movie. So check check one of those movies out. It's gonna be a fun time, and uh, it's gonna get awkward because there's a weird scene with Ryan Felipe and and Michelle Geller. A very weird scene. Yeah, yeah. But that's you know that's how you really test your friendships. That's life with step ceilings, step siblings, step anything's, whatever you have that's a step. That's good. Uh, that's my pick. Uh, Marcel, what's your, are we at four. five? Four. Four? four. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's four. I mean, I can, we can, I can go no, anywhere we're gonna with five. this. We're going we're gonna to do five, dude. We're going to go all the way through. We're going to do this yeah. thing. Yeah. All right. So in in terms of, so we've done a lot of bad movies and a lot of done a, a, some some reasonable movies and stuff but i think what i would do is i would go with um a great series of movies to to watch with each other um over 
over whatever you have as long as as long as you're okay with violence and plenty of it is the hatchet series um Mm. the hatchet series is a very weird series of horror movies um it kind of came out of nowhere and and the reason being that the the first movie was this like hacky and very silly low budget and even even being low budget still failed at the box office. Mm. Uh, it was a low budget horror movie, um, and the the main like killer guy is played by Kane Hodder, who has been in tons of things. He was in like Monster and Daredevil. He's always played like that hulking giant character who like you know is the is the imposing threat in a movie, and basically it's it's. The it's the Friday the Thirteenth tropes. It's directed by a dude named uh, named Adam Green, I believe. It's mm-hmm. written and directed by him, and he made this like weird Bayou movie. Um, and it's basically the Friday the Thirteenth. Like, ah, uh, there was a guy named Victor Crowley, and his dad locked him in the house or whatever because he was deformed, and then he died, and now he just haunts the swamp. And so there's a bunch of people who go on, and of course, a couple of them are like wannabe Girls Gone Wild folks and it basically just ends up being a bunch of stupid people go into the bayou and the monster in the bayou who is this deformed hulking maniac just takes a hatchet to them all and dismembers them in very goofy and silly like over the top ways it's all very tongue-in-cheek and um the second movie is actually one of the only movies to ever be released by the amc as unrated and it was released for 12 hours i believe before they pulled (laughs) it um uh the the sequel um to hatchet being hatchet 2 was released um it was only at amc's interestingly and it was uh it was so gory and um kind of irritating to people that they were like ah this is why we only release rated movies i get it and they (laughs) vowed never to do it again um, but they're really fun. They're over the top. They're violent. They're stupid. Uh, there's buckets of blood. You can play all kinds of drinking games. You can enjoy yourself in all kinds of different ways. Um, and and to sell you on any of this, in the second movie, there is literally a moment where the two people who you know are going to get down to business in the bayou, in the backwoods, they're going to go down and and have some some bing bangs on each other, if you will. And they start. And um, the girl gets a little extra oomph after the dude who's uh, behind her doggy style gets decapitated and his <laughs> body starts convulsing and blood goes all over her. And she's like, whoa, that's a lot of, that's a lot of juice. And she turns around and it's, it's, a, it's a headless corpse that's just fucking her. And it is bananas. It's bananas and it's fun and it's just... It's just crazy, honestly. Have you guys? Have you either? Of you guys seen these movies? I have not. I actually haven't uh, hadn't heard of it till you brought it up. Honestly, that's amazing. I mean, they are they're like they're a weird phenomenon. They're one of those like you know the Fangoria Con. I'm sure, and like Comic Con always has, um, you know, some version of like some <gasps> oh, person wait. from one of the movies. I'm reading about it now for the Hatchet Two, and now I remember this. Yes, there was yeah. like a controversy about it, like mysteriously disappearing from theaters, even though it had gotten a wide release despite not having a rating and stuff like yeah. that. And huh. so the weirdest part to me is um, Perry Shen, who is like, he's kind of a bit player. 
I think I only know him probably like he's in Snowpiercer. He's done a, a hell of a lot of voice work. Mm-hmm. Um, he's actually uh, on his IMDb uh, been in 69 things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the magic number. But um, he's he plays like this dude and he, he plays the um, the tour guide of the group who's like this old southern crazy kind of bayou man. But he's this little Asian guy. <laughs> and I know him because he's the main character, um, Ben, from Better Luck Tomorrow, which is Justin uh, Lin's first movie yeah, before he yeah, started yeah. doing all the Fast and Furious stuff. So it was really funny to see him in that role. Um, cause he does the two things. He does like a weird Bayou impression <laughs> and then he does like a weird Asian stereotype impression in the same movie as the same character. Um, and then I think he returns if I'm not wrong as his own brother, in one of the future sequels. <laughs> That's efficient. But like they're, they're really, they're really bananas and they're worth watching because they, they have that, the charm of the like Friday the 13th slasher you know just people doing stupid things running around a place they shouldn't be looking for trouble and then getting like brutally murdered um and it it just does it in such like a tongue-in-cheek loving ode to horror way that it it feels not only appropriate but it's it's just a lot of fun cool Hmm. how many are there uh there are three the third (coughs) one is not as good the third one was like when they realized what they were doing and then they leaned into it instead of being like, it's, it's, you know, it's my litmus test. It's that thing. It's like, you know, the, the first two movies are this genuine kind of like love letter to over the top splatterpunk horror cinema. And then the third one ends up being the like, Oh, people are into this. Cool. Well, also uh, like let's just my last movie it. was pulled from theaters. So let's try to get it in theaters probably. Exactly. To some extent. Did you, exactly. did, did you know of the fourth? Yeah. So he, he like surprise released it at like South by or something, right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. And it's it, called and like Victor Crowley. Yeah. He's, or he's doing a, or something. he's doing like a, a modern thing and like a Brambo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called just Victor Crowley, and I, I guess yeah. uh, that, that was only like three years ago or something. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I it's weird that I never saw it, but like after seeing Hatchet Three, I was kind of like, all right, I don't know that there's probably that much to this. <laughs> um, but like, you know what? Honestly, at this point, I'm I'm ready to go. Like, I'll yeah. I'll zoom people Victor Crowley. Saying, from what I'm reading here, people are saying it's the best of the the four. It's the best of the best. Yeah. Best like best with honors. <laughs> <laughs> Holy um, shit! Perry Shen is back as another character in that's it. That's good. That's what you want. You want that? You think they're triplets? Uh, who knows? Uh, there's also a dude in it named Dave Sheridan uh, playing with a beautiful mullet, Ricardo. This is a mullet that would that would even bring you to tears. I think. Oh. Um, Interesting. Tyler Maine is in it, who is also known Wrestler. for like playing Michael Myers and. Mm. Um, he played uh, Sabretooth in the, I think he played, all right, let me just double check myself, but I'm pretty sure he played Sabretooth in the X-Men movies. Yes, that he did. Were yeah, yeah, yeah. He yes. did, he did. The yeah. OG ones, yeah. Um, did he, it was, he was a wrestler, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Um, all right, fucking, you got four Hatchet movies to go through now. There you go. <laughs> Look at that. Um, Look at that. What's your next pick, uh, Marvin? Okay. 
So now that you got gotten your friends into the the, the world of terrible movies, you gotta test yeah. your you gotta test your friendship. Oh, you have you, to, and you gotta know yeah, every time. if this will last. Like you've had some good times, but will they be with you for the bad? Right. So that's when you put on Double Down by Neil Breen. <laughs> Um, and I choose Double Down because Neil Breen has ma- has a, a wide selection of awful movies. Wide. Very wide. Very wide. <laughs> uh, the reason I choose Double Down is because it's the hardest to watch. <laughs> you watch, especially, especially more, should I say, in quotes, modern Neil Breen. Um, <laughs> the, the, laughs, the laughs come a mile a minute. Like, they, 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 they're very funny, I should just say, in that uh, – I think he's sort of given in and he'll just sort of just go, ah, fuck it. I'm just going to green screen myself jumping off of a building as it explodes and um, see if like, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the stock footage of these soldiers and green screen myself in front of it and say, follow me. I know the way out and then play the footage. Um, but double down, I think is back when he was still trying. And as we all know, these mo- these, these, so bad it's good movies are at their best when the filmmakers are completely sincere and they're trying their best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. And, and Double Down is that. Let me just explain like, allegedly what Double Down is about. <laughs> so Double Down, um, Neil Breen plays uh, Neil Breen, who is some sort of super agent hacker man. <laughs> Who lives in Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and uh, he has memories of like a dead wife and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, he's going to attack Las Vegas with a terrorist attack, um, with something like anthrax or something. But it's unclear exactly how. I guess he's just gonna put like there's a scene <laughs> where he pours like a little bit of it in the water system, but it's like feel like that will filter out <laughs> or, 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 you know, get, get filled, you know, it's diluted. There's a lot of water. He puts like half a can worth. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might, it might cause some upset tummies. Um, I'm not exactly sure what he's going to do. Yeah. And, then, and it's just scene after scene of him praising himself. Like I can hack anything anywhere at any time while it's, and he's, it's like this voiceover of that overlaid, with footage of him tying a direct TV satellite dish to his car <laughs> and typing on laptops that are clearly broken. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've never seen any of his movies. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> this is the way to do it. This is the way to do it. Double down. If you're watching it to test someone's friendship, this is the one to watch. If you're watching it for, if you want to definitely have a good time, like, ah, this is definitely going to have a good time. Watch like Pass Through or like Twisted Pair. Like those are okay. like way funnier. Double Down, it's like a fever dream. A lot of people overuse the term fever dream. I truly mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like a fever dream because as you're watching it, none of the scenes connect together at all. It'll be like a scene of him going, I've won all of the medals, Pur- Purple Heart, Medal for uh, medal of Honor, Valorous Intent. And then it hard cuts to a shot of him like, like rubbing like anthrax on someone's shoulder as he's walking past him and going, excuse me. <laughs> and I, I don't 
I'm, I'm, I, I honestly don't remember. I've seen this movie three times. I, and I've, and I've uh, once by my, the first time was by myself, which is a terrible mistake. You have to watch it with someone. And then yeah. I forced my friend Dan to watch it with me. I went over to his house and he was like, oh, we, let's, you know, let's, you know, watch something fun while you're here. And I was like, let's watch Double Down. <laughs> and, I, and I forced him to watch this. By the end, we we were both incredibly depressed, but we were still friends. That's how I know our friendship is true. And <laughs> he, <laughs> but but to this day, Dan and I actually don't remember how this movie ends. We watched it. I watched it again one more time with someone else, but it's just like, I don't understand why things happen the way they do. There's like, I think he finds a rock that he thinks cures cancer <laughs> in the middle, of, in the middle the of Las Vegas. And, and there's a scene where he thinks people like someone is like a secret agent that tries to attack his, his car. But like oh uh, he suddenly fall like collapses and dies, and he goes, the force field got him because I was smart enough to know he's coming. And then there's a scene where he just has two guns akimbo and are just shooting at things, but they're off screen, and you don't know what he's shooting at. And then there's a scene where he's driving down the freeway, and he is eating a can of tuna as he's driving down the freeway <laughs> and, and and there's a shot and it cuts to a shot where it shows us like hundreds of cans in the passenger seat. So he's been doing this for a while and then he almost gets into a car accident because he's so focused on eating his tuna and that's double down. Oh my God. It's, dude, it's, an, it's over an hour and 30 minutes long of this and you watch it <laughs> and you go, I guess this is funny, but it's so, <laughs> but it's so wildly varied and but yet not because it's all on a las vegas landscape so it's just desert and you're just going like i don't understand why this movie is doing things the way it's doing it and it is a it is a test to watch it like there are people who like watch there's some funny movies where you watch it like puma man where you're like okay we're all waiting for the flying scene as you're watching puma man and once you reach it you go okay we could probably stop now, but but, the, <laughs> but double down. There's never that moment of like ecstatic climax. You're just watching the whole time and going, something's gonna happen, and and things do happen, but they're so out of the blue that you can't believe it's happening this way. <laughs> That's double down. This I I was watching the trailer for um, what is it? Twisted um, Twisted Pair. Yeah. Oh man, that looks it's crazy, amazing. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he 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 loves himself so much. He created two versions of himself. <laughs> Holy shit! One with a fake ass mustache. <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch these. I gotta watch these. You know, what? I, I, while you were while you were talking about this movie, I, I was thinking of like just crazy movies that that when you discover them, you're like, oh my god, where where have I been? Why haven't I seen this movie? Have you guys ever seen a movie called The American Astronaut? I have not. No. no. What's the trailer? It's very fucking interesting and crazy <laughs> and weird. It's 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 a very odd movie. It's very. I'll leave it at that. Um, I'll move. I'll move over to to my pick. Um, we're at four, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I That's believe. Yeah. Um. So yours was to 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 finish off your your um your pick. Yours was Double Down, which is his first movie, right? I don't think so actually it, it says that on imdb so unless he didn't credit himself as 
It might, uh, it might, uh, it, yeah, it might actually be his like, first. I'm really gonna be, yeah. Yeah. really like, be serious about this filmmaking. <laughs> thing, so. Um, so it's double down for you. My next pick is from 1989. Oh man, where to start with this movie? I'll, I'll just yell it out. I won't yell it out. I'll, I'll <laughs> politely say it. Sing it. End, Sing end, it. Of, end of days. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, man. Yes, that That is a fun watch when it comes on TNT in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the quick pitch. Uh, at the end of the century, Satan visits, visits New York in search of a bride. <laughs> it's up to an ex-cop who now runs an elite security outfit to stop him. Uh, that's all you really need to know. It's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting yep. Satan with fucking guns. Yeah. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. it. But Satan is Gabriel Byrne, right? Yeah. 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Satan. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, this movie. Oh, man. There's Doesn't so much. Doesn't it have to... Kevin Pollack in it? I feel yeah, like so there's. I feel like it's got a big. It's got, it's a, got big a big cast. cast. Yeah. So it's Gabriel Byrne, uh, Robin Tooney, uh, Kevin Pollack. Um, uh, Udo Kier is in this. Udo Kier, yeah. yeah wow, wow. Um, Mark uh, Mark Margopoulos, who's you recognize? He's a character actor. He's in a bunch of like, he plays the like the, the Italian mobster in every movie. Yeah, um, and he's he's a uh, he's Ace Ventura's landlord. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rod Steiger playing like this crazy like father, like uh, priest. Sorry, uh, Father uh, Kovac. Um, it's a nutty fucking movie. It's, it's the craziest looking devil you see in a movie for a while. Like when he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, dude. Um, it's directed by Peter Heim, um, who directed like Outland, Time Cop. Uh, it, he's just done a bunch of sh- bunch, bunch of stuff, and he does not disappoint. This movie is bonkers. It's it's just the fact that Arnold he had gotten to the, to the point in his career where he's like, look, I did Batman, Robin, I did that. I did it. There's no coming back. <laughs> and this script showed up on his desk. They're like, hey, dude, do you want to fucking fight the devil, dude? And Arnold was like, I do. I like didn't this. This is just like, I swear, Peter, didn't Peter Hyams also do the Musketeer that came out like two years after it was like this weird, like, it was a kung fu-ish like retelling of Three Musketeers. Are you but, oh. like there, there's like a lot of fucking wire work? I it, yes, I'm my, yes, hundred percent. And it stars uh, Tim Roth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim Roth in it. I think like Mina Suvari was in it, and like Stephen Rea, and I don't, I don't remember anybody else. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like a weird. Um, it's like it's 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 not like martial arts. It's it's just a lot of wire work. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of wire work. It's just like yeah. it's swashbuckling, but like he floats sometimes, and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> I'm glad did he actually do that. That's awesome. He directed. I, it. He directed it. Yeah, man. He because like he went. It's funny because he. I feel like in the beginning of his career was all Van Damme. It was like Van Damme heavy. Yeah, and it was like, then it was like time cops, did like some, sudden death. Yeah, oh, time yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did like yeah. some dramas, and then he just got into the. He just dipped into this crazy world of like, I just want to do some action movies where like I don't even know what the fuck. I'm just gonna do <laughs> shit and let's see what sticks in the wall. Um, at this point of his career, so like, 
sadly, Arnold was already like on his way out of like the blockbusters. And I think I forget what what was the last movie he did before he moved over to like politics. But I want to say it was it was Terminator the- Three, right? Or like Around the World in Eighty Days. It was one of those because, like, it was around yeah. that time when, like, he oh yeah, because he did he did the cameo uh, uh, for the rundown, and he was the governor already. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like yeah. he's he's in the beginning. Ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is like the beginning of the end because we have this. Um, Eraser was a couple years before that, but we have this. We have the six day collateral damage and collateral damage. Three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? Any of those three movies, it's it's going to be a good time. Collateral Damage, The Sixth Day, or and and the days. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, it's a beautiful. The movie. Sixth Day is double Arnold though. Like you can double down on that. Yeah, Arnold. yeah, yeah. It's like the multiplicity of Arnold yeah. movies. <laughs> but like, you can't afford too many Arnolds because it'll just start just tearing up the world. Like it'll yeah. just disappear. Yeah. So yeah. you can only have two of them. Yeah, because of the names like end of days and the sixth day, I in my mind I always like blend them, even though they're very different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the I think of, I think of that poster of, of Arnold with the in in, in sixth day with the he's got those gog like like light goggles on or something in the poster. Yeah, whatever of, the yeah. hell that is, it's always stuck in my head. It's like what the fuck is that even the poster? Yeah, of? and then it's I like, think end like, of days. The, <laughs> They like suck his like essence through his eyes or something. Don't yeah, they? yeah. yeah. It, I don't. I don't even remember. I've seen it a bunch of times because it's an Arnold movie, and like, I don't know. I <laughs> feel like, like every future. time I've seen Michael Rappaport in Amoeba, which is a weird common occurrence, I've always <laughs> been like, I want to ask him about this movie. Like, how'd you end up in that shit? Like, what, <laughs> what happened, man? <laughs> He's he's got to have some great like behind the scenes stories, man. Yeah, um, yeah. So that that's my pick. Uh, on to our last round of, uh, of right. uh, movies. Marcel, take it away. All right. So I'm I'll I'll, I'll dial it back. I've gone, <laughs> you know, with with the crazy violence. We've gone with nudity. We've gone with you know crazy sex and all kinds of weird shit for you to watch with your friends. Um, I think that. It, it a great thing and this is something that you can mix you know you can drink around your kids you're all quarantined who gives a shit at this point but um a a personal favorite of mine and one that i constantly am trying to introduce people to because it's 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 weirdly a movie that kind of was overshadowed and i think a lot of that is just because sony animation has done some good stuff but it just doesn't get it doesn't get the kind of exposure that I think it deserves. Um, and it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller's uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Oh, I love because that movie. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's a really good adaptation of a kid's book that doesn't really have any actual content. Like, I mean, I read my kid, this book and she loves the movie, but like the content of it is, is it's thin. It's just like, you're just developing a world <laughs> In which, you know, it rains food and then shit goes bad. Um, There isn't a lot to it other than that. But, like, the movie is, it's multi-layered. There's a lot of stuff. There's there's a father-son dynamic that's really touching. There's a lot of really funny comedy to it. There's a monkey named Steve who just has a uh, helmet on him that literally reads his thoughts. And most of those thoughts are, Steve! And, And it's voiced by none other than, um, you know, the, the very, very talented... 
and very sought after Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got, it's just got a crazy voice cast. Um, Andy Samberg's in it and James Kahn plays, uh, Flint Lockwood's dad. Flint Lockwood is Bill Hader. Um, it's just a really cool, really crazy, fun animated movie. And it has a crazy amount of drinking games to play with it for a children's <laughs> movie. And it's one of those things that you can, you can legitimately enjoy on the level of it being goofy, on the level of it being kind of bad, on the level of it being really funny, on the level of it being stupid and being able to share with your kids, being able to share with other people. It's like a, it's a Zoom movie that you can watch with your kid and other people's kids. Um, and, you know, you can have a drink in the background that they don't know that you're enjoying. <laughs> I mean, anytime you see a rat bird, you take a drink. There are a lot of <laughs> rules. In fact, if you play by all of the rules, you won't make it into the movie that far because there's so many times to drink. Um, but it's just this crazy, funny, very colorful, um, silly movie. And it's, it's, it's really high up there for me. Like it was before Chris Miller or, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller became what they are with like, they blew up, you and know, producing like spider yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the Lego movie and all but that stuff. But the roots of like, all that is there. Knew. Like, cause it's smart for such a, such a simple premise. It's so smartly written. Like they, they, yeah. they, they took it and, and expanded it. And one thing that I think uh, Lord Miller do really well is that um, even with a, a cast, like like a wide varied cast, like he still, he's, he draws out extreme, they, they draw out extremely good performances. Like, I think this was the first time I've heard Anna Faris in a, in a type of performance like that. And I was like, she did a really great job in this movie. And yeah. And it's like, I don't know if actually I've seen a better performance since <laughs> where she Yeah, should. absolutely. And like, I mean, same thing. Like Mr. T shows up and gives his like A game to this, you know, he's just a cop. Yeah. He just loves his son. He loves his son so much. And it's like. <laughs> it works. It's just, it's, it's crazy and it's weird and it's kooky. And the, the even crazier thing is like having read the book so many times uh, to my own kid, when you're watching it, you get this weird, like nostalgia for the book because they hit those moments right on the nose and they're not all at the forefront. It's not that like, you know, it's not that rogue one stop the movie to have a a reference thing or like (laughs) that, um, that like Stan Lee cameo. It's like, it's just mixed in and you're like, Oh, that's that frame from the book. Like that's so crazy that it's just, there's a montage and like it just snuck right in there. And like the whole book is still there. It's just a different story that's actually cohesive. That's not just like there was once a town that had food fall from the sky and it got bad and they left. The end. (laughs) I've never seen this one. I've seen all their movies except this one. It's really good. And it's very weird to say that because like I was definitely way past the age of it being something that I would seek out. And I ended up seeing it weirdly in, I think it was at the end of college or like after college, I ended up seeing it on Ninja Video, which was like this weird, they were basically streaming torrents and it was this very short lived thing. And I was so bummed that I didn't get to see it in a theater in 3D (laughs) and like really enjoy it. And I ended up um, just like buying it afterward and just, I've continually showed it to like as many people as I can. Because it's just one of those like kind of special movies that you don't, most people will write it off as just silly animated garbage and then other people will just be like, yeah, but like who cares? 
but it, it is a like a uni- it plays universally and it's yeah. it's really 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 fun i mean the first the, when i first saw this it was actually at a drive-in with some friends and then the, the it was a double feature and the first was jennifer's body and then, <laughs> and then we watched it and we we're like boy that was bad um Let's just watch Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs. It's right next to it, <laughs> and, then, and then we and we were like, "What a great way to end the night!" <laughs> you couldn't get two more different movies, but um, uh, yeah, it's like it's funny how like this Jennifer's Body, where it's like it was supposed to, it was trying to like take itself not take itself seriously, but it was supposed to be like a. Look, look how because Diablo Cody was super hot at the time. So they were like, look mm-hmm. at this smartly written thing she's made. I remember like there was like a like an io9 article talking about that and then uh i was like no it's not this is awful <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then you watch cloudy with a chance of meatballs like that's a good script like that actually mm-hmm. kind of comes comes together really well and uh yeah yeah it's a lot of fun um i i don't like diablo cody's movies I I, I, I I agree with you. Yeah, I, young adult was kind of okay. It was all Patton Oswalt like saving the movie, uh, and I mean she put she put amazing she's she puts on an amazing performances. Charlize Theron does, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the it doesn't it's like she's she's way above the writing. I think. Yeah, I, I mean there I was there so. was also that period of time where she was just kind of like doing stuff. That was like it was like <clears throat> you know to live and die in the West or whatever, and it was like United States of Terror, young adult. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a bunch of weird movies that she did where it was like, ah, Charlize is a movie star and the rest of this is just not firing. Um, yeah. 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 Um, what, where are we at? Uh, Marvin? Uh, oh, yeah. Your, your yeah. Uh, so for my last one, now that your friendships <clears throat> have been tested, let's bring it back because we got we to build bridges again. And nobody, <laughs> nobody builds bridges better than Jackie Chan, nor jumps over that's them. That's true. Um, yeah, that's true. And to me, I think, like, the thing is, you can go classic, you know, you can go like Police Story, you know, uh, you, you can, you know, Drunken, Drunken Master, etc. Um, but if you want to go Gonzo, it's a movie we've all watched together. Um, and it's Bleeding Steel. Yes, um, I yes. you were going to say that. And, and the I'm thing glad you is, said that. the thing about Bleeding Steel um, is that this is everything the movie plus Jackie Chan. This is, <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never seen a movie try to fit so many different, tries to fit, let's, let's put it together. Um, Police Story, uh, The Matrix, Star Wars, um, like general sci-fi tropes about cyborgs and mechanical mm-hmm. hearts, um, comedy at like uh, like a magi- like a like uh, with like a magician act, um, evil lady who has like hidden powers, um, father daughter you know like do- like father secretly tailing um, you know, daughter growing up plot, you know. And like comedy, oh, young sidekick is actually going to hook up with his daughter plot. And I guess the, okay, the plot of the movie is. <laughs> the that's, of- see, that's, I'm interested to hear you say this because <laughs> I am still not sure exactly okay. how to say what this is. The, the plot of the movie is, there's something about, I, I, I don't quite remember or understand maybe, <laughs> but, the, but like this young lady has a mechanical heart. And uh, Darth Revan wants it. <laughs> yeah. And Jackie Chan needs to stop him. 
Yeah. Jackie Chan's a secret agent. And the movie, <laughs> and that's it, really. Uh, some other young guy shows up, but that's <laughs> and like it, it's like you know they threw money at this movie. Like there's a scene where they're on top of uh, either those those, those fa- that famous opera house in Australia. Yeah, yeah the Sydney Opera, opera house. house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just like it's like they have a fight scene on top of that, and, it, and they actually shot there. You can tell. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, and it's like. But but the movie also starts off in like the most like Asian way ever, where it's like very serious. Jackie Chan is like he's like risking life and limb to see his daughter who's about to die in surgery because she's suffering from leukemia, and then right as he's about to arrive, he gets a call, and it's it's the like the, the Hong Kong FBI going, "We need you right now, special agent. Uh, there's, a, there's a problem," and he's like. Duty calls, and he he abandons his yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to read you the, the IMDb synopsis. A special forces agent is assigned to protect a scientist and his creation from a sinister gang. That makes that that's <laughs> that's, that's like that's just scratching the surface of what this movie. That's not even is. the surface. Yeah. That's like yeah. the 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 light reflecting off of the edges. <laughs> <laughs> The There's light a reflecting off the Star steel. Destroyer in this movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so much in this movie. I feel like someone was writing this movie, and then they're like, they're like, I'm kind of stuck in like the, the opening. I just have the opening. It's bonkers. Yeah. And then and then like they're like, dude, it turns out that the um, the producers are going to give us money, but we have to start tomorrow. And he's like, dude, I have ten scripts. I just put them all together. You're yeah. my done. I I like the, I imagine the right. If you guys see in my name is Dolomite, mm-hmm. or, yeah, or, or yeah. Dolomite is my name. I should, I should say, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that the scene where he's talking with the writer and he goes, but there's got to be like an exorcism in it, and like <laughs> that's what I imagine a producer sitting with the writer yeah. and saying, okay, it's it's Jackie Chan as a cop, but it's got to have cyborgs and a spaceship. And and like robots and like nano machines and shit. Yeah, it's a mix of that and the and the Key and Peele Gremlins two sketch. Like yeah. that's what it is. What do you want in this? What do you want in this movie? Yeah, hey, one cyborgs. It's in. <laughs> what do you want in this? Well, like a father and, and like daughter got really done. It's in. Yeah, it's in. I want Star Wars in there. It literally seems like he had ten scripts, and he was like, "But yeah. I don't, I don't really have a bad guy to like tie this whole thing together." Yeah. He was like, "Ah, oh, my kids want to watch Clone Wars," and he was just sitting there with his hands <laughs> on the side of his face, and he was like, "What the fuck? Who are these Inquisitors in the movie?" And you know, you know what's the craziest part about this movie? It's something I recently learned, um, like a week ago, in Japan. Bleeding Steel is technically part of the police story series. No what? <laughs> yeah. That shines an entirely different light on the whole thing. Imagine the progression, right? You watch the first police story, which uh, just to quickly summarize, is just he's just a great cop. <laughs> yeah. Right? Who who doesn't care about rape at all? Like women who get raped <laughs> is just a joke in the movie. Yeah. And like then an like, uncomfortable joke, and but then, still. Yeah, and then like the whole movie is him just just the f- whole first three movies is him just clearing his name of a crime, right? And yeah. it progresses from him being this great cop all the way to bleeding steel, where he's a super agent fighting like like Sith lords. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, that the, is, the, so the end song too is an updated version of the one in police story as well. Oh my god! I, yeah, yeah. 
No shit. That's yeah. amazing. Because yeah. uh, isn't well, First Strike is also a police story, right? I think so. It's, in, in it's some connected. Con- yeah, but like, so this is like his return to Australia. Like <laughs> that character of Jackie returning. Is he Jackie in this? He's not though, right? Like Well, that this is the thing. Depending on how police story was translated, they either just called him Jackie or they were just like um just His someone. character is credited as Lin Dong. Yeah, I was gonna say, because that's that's what um that's what he is in uh in like in police story, like the ones that we that we have now that that like they've gone back and they've remastered. Um like his name is like uh Kakui, I think. It's like yeah, Chang like Kakui. Kaku- like like Kevin sometimes, but like uh, I think he's like called Kakui Chan or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or that's like, him. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's it's crazy that like that's I don't know. You never know, but that's like drawing that line is fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. how the distri- the Japanese distributor was like this is this is in We're, this is <laughs> we're drawing We're from the police story pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, amazing. It's got to be some sort of gangster that was like I have a lot of money to like I have to launder this money. <laughs> how much money can you can you put in a movie? And they're like, "Well, we can put a death star in it maybe." I think how much money can you give us for that? He's like $20 million. He's like, it's it's done. We got it. He's like, got he's it. like, well, not a death star. It'll just be like a small star destroyer. How about that? Done. Now done. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. 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 In you the want movie. cyborg? It's in. You want a guy who's got a weird, like, blue face? It's in. It's yeah. in. Whatever you need. It's yeah. in. Want, oh, want man, cybernetic movie. kung fu lady? Yeah. Do, do, uh, do you want kung fu hustle style humor that's in there too? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to, I'm going to finish off the, this round with another, another Kung Fu movie. Uh, it's a modern movie. I mean, not as modern as Bleeding Steel, but, um, I think it's a, it's a modern American classic. It's got the son of a very legendary man. Um, Mm -hmm. rapid fire, rapid fucking fire, dude. Uh, it's with Brandon Lee. Uh, One of my favorites. Uh, it stars Powers Booth. Um, really, that's really the only. Well, there's a bunch of guys like character actors that you would know. Um, but Rapid Fire is just a badass movie. It's just yeah. a badass movie. It's it came out in '92. Um, it was this, and then he and Brendan Lee did this, and then The Crow, and that was it, right? Like those were the yeah. two, the, the the peak. I mean, yeah, the, the Crow he couldn't really finish, and then so yeah, he was on, really he was on his way. he was on his way up. Like this was his, this was his like his his springboard where it was like, yeah. oh fuck, this guy can really do it, and then because. Because it was also Showdown in Little Tokyo, which almost made my list because I love it yeah. so much for its homoeroticism, <laughs> um, and like it. But it, he like he was he was just making it, and this was the like show of force where it was like this guy can do what his dad can do, yeah, and he's got the charisma. He he can act like he he's a, like a legitimately good actor. Like uh-huh. he can act, he can fight, and he's got charisma. And he he would have done a lot of things, dude. I think. I yeah, think, yeah. He was just in the beginning of it. Um, but this is really well done. I think. Um, 
So basically, the 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 pitch is uh, a student witnesses like a, a murder killing, and he uh, he's like caught up between like this feud with like these two drug lords, but also like like crooked cops who frame him for like a murder, and like so like there's cops after him, there's drug lords, and he's kind of in the middle of everything, and the guy who um who's kind of like his kind of his like his father figure he becomes his father figure is uh powers booth that that's all you need powers booth and ev- anything dude <laughs> yeah um any booth. it's just a fun movie yeah half the half the movie he's wearing a tank top for no reason he's like i just gotta yeah. fucking wear a tank top yeah yeah um i mean there's that sweet move when he like someone's holding him like hostage and then he like does a backflip over them and it's just there's some badass moves in this movie. Mm. I, yeah. I, I really enjoy this movie. A lot of breakable tables and chairs. Yeah. Lots yeah. of lots of people getting hit through things. Yeah. It's a nice length, I think. Like, isn't mm. that movie like an hour and a half basically? Like it's just kind of a solid like it it's is, an easy watch. It is uh yeah, an hour and thirty five minutes. Boom. It's very digestible, and also the the funny thing about the the last like the last uh, fight scene in the bar when he's wearing the wire. Well, that that's that's not the last fight scene. The last fight scene is in the warehouse, but the mm-hmm. second to last fight scene, the the second to last set piece, um, he's fighting two gangs in this bar with no guns. Well, he uses a gun here and there, but he's mostly just fucking karate chopping the shit out of them dude <laughs> yeah amazing I, job. isn't isn't the tagline for the movie no not isn't i know what the tagline is it's is it's unarmed and extremely dangerous right yeah, like that's yeah, just like it's rapid fire unarmed yeah. and extremely dangerous yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah. it is like the height of that's like 92 i think 92 yeah yeah like that's that's like the the height of that just that style too and like it pushes it pushes the envelope, and I think that that the style of that movie is pushed because of him going in and being like, "Look, we can sell this better than than I think you guys are are set to do." Yeah, I mean, like, like part, it's yeah, he had the skill to back it, like much like Bruce Lee, where they were like, "We have to shoot at a faster speed to like kind of catch up with some of the stuff he's doing." Like, yeah, you, you can, t- you know, like how you know in certain certain action movies, you can tell some of the participants just like aren't like good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you see the confidence the whole time as you're, as you're watching him. Like, cause like, like, like the Bruce Lee makes the sidekick famous. Um, and then he, uh, employs that almost like as a signature in this movie. And it's great. Like, um, cause it's yeah. like such a simple move, but it's really easy. He does it really cleanly just from a martial arts perspective. Like, um, he, you have to like, to make a sidekick look really good. You gotta have the balance, but also know how to do the thrust really well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like, it was like kind of like Bruce Lee's specialty. And, uh, you know, he inherited it and it's great. And yeah. 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 Th- this is the same director as, so this director did Halloween 4. Oh, okay. And then he did Mark for Death with one Steven mm-hmm. Seagal. Oh. And then he did this. And then Free Willy 2, which is great. Hello <laughs> to the. <laughs> Free Willy 2 is the Willy rapid too. fire of it's the rapid fire yeah, of, of whale fucking whale movies honestly yeah, yeah. and totally. I think we can all agree on that yeah oh, and man. that really so he did he did Free Willy, Free Willy 2 he did uh, Murder on Murder at 1600 um, <laughs> and then his last like big movie was uh, Anaconda's 
the hunt for <laughs> blood, blood orchids, orchids or whatever yep. it is. Is that, yep. a, is that a sequel to Anaconda? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. Orchids yeah. out here this big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he just did TV. He's like, I'm going to TV. That's where that's where the money's at. Little responsibility. A lot of money. Um, yeah, that that rounds oh, up the my, movie? my list. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched the Tekken movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Um, yeah. yeah. Any honorable mentions before we we sign off? Um, I was gonna talk about Dracula three thousand at one point, but then I thought it's a little too gonzo. It's a little too sleazy. Um, <laughs> if you if you want to watch watch uh, Dracula three thousand, uh, go for it. But just go, just go in knowing that it kind of like falls apart in terms of like like you you can see where they really gave up, <laughs> and they just let Coolio do whatever he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The two of mine that hit the cutting room floor were um, the Bill and Ted series because they they're, mm. they're on prime and it's like you know where it's it's shit is weird and it's rough and like what's better than watching a movie with an ultimately positive outlook um and i mean keanu I, keanu didn't make my list which i am both proud of him for because a lot of my movies were generally shitty but also <laughs> sad about because i fucking love keanu so much um and i think my other one that like I was really, it was really hard for me not to throw in, but it, since we went as gonzo as we did, like Zardoz is yeah, like, it's hard to fucking watch. It really is. But it's also kind of amazing in its, in how genuinely hard to watch it is and how weird <laughs> the whole thing is. It actually gets with. like easier to watch the more you watch it. So that's what I recommend. After you finish yeah. watching Zardoz, watch it again right away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, only, my only honorable mention is a movie from 1998. It is Hard Rain. Dude. With one Christian Slater, uh, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Randy Quaid. Uh, look, uh, there's an there's an armored I, truck guy and he's... I don't remember this movie at all. Look, this is... <laughs> dude, this is a good no, we gotta with, get on it, man. Yeah, dude. This is actually a good double feature with... Um, what's a movie with the Hurricanes? And... Um, Toby Chain Kibble. reaction? Toby oh, Kibble. no. Oh, uh, Hurricane Heist. Hurricane Heist and Hard Rain. Good double feature. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hurricane Heist, I didn't hate. Like, I, I went in thinking, like, it's going to be horrible. And I was like, this isn't bad. I, I, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, double feature, Hard Rain, Hurricane Heist. Beautiful movies. Nice. Awesome. Um, and then if you want to go for a triple feature, you want to throw some Toby Kebble in there, you go... Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the yeah, Planet of the yeah, Apes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel like all the Planet of the Apes movies, uh, they're really depressing. They are oh, yeah. fucking they're hard to watch. Shit. Yeah. There's yeah. No, I, there's I put no one on the other day and I was like, this is not the time. This is, <laughs> this is not it. There's a lot of movies now where we're like, this is not the time. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted to talk about Train to Busan, but I was like, it's a zombie movie and like it's fun, <laughs> but it's also just too well done and it's it's fucked up. Did you guys feel the earthquake right now? Oh no! Is it right now? Yeah, like literally, like I didn't. Oh, a couple minutes, like maybe like now it's been like a minute. Oh, yeah, it was oh. an earthquake. It was an earthquake. Oh dang! 
Dang. Yeah. Um, well, let's finish this off so we can enjoy the earthquake. Um, <laughs> a three, a 3.1 off Mammoth Lakes. Is that the one we're talking about? Uh, Maybe. Probably. Maybe. Just, so see, I don't know what to believe anymore because earlier I thought I felt an earthquake. I looked it up and I was like, nothing happened. It's just my body is weird apparently. Well, it's funny because like I, I felt it. I'm like, is, is it me? Am I moving weird? Am I standing in a weird position? And then um, my wife just came out and be like, she was like, what was that noise? I was like, oh, it's earthquake. Huh? Um, yeah, Sarah just ran into my room. I was like, is it earthquake? <laughs> it's well. not going again. So. All right. Uh, well, anyway, uh, we'll give out our quick, quick links. We're going to leave this in there just, just for, um, for the sake of, of, uh, of uh, marking this occasion. Yeah, they'll know we reported it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a day later. Um, anyway, uh, follow us on Instagram. I would, did I cut anybody off? Did anybody have any more um, recommendations? Uh, I'm good. No, okay. Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's the easiest way to get a hold of us or Twitter um, at the film podcast. You could tweet us, direct message us, any suggestions for list. Um, again, if you have a comment or concern, type it up and I won't read it. I don't. <laughs> it starts off with, I, I, can you? No, no. If, if it's a list recommendation, anything like that, I'll read it. Um, uh, I, I, surprisingly, I've only gotten very few like complaints, so um, <laughs> thank you, but, but I don't need them. Um, <laughs> um, uh, follow us there and then follow, um, Fugitive Games. Yep. Did I get that right this time? Yep. Yep. On, on YouTube. On YouTube. Yep. Uh, where me and, and my friend Dan, uh, do let's plays of videos and sometimes reviews and discussions and stuff. Of video what games. is the current episode right now? Or we should we should promote the episode coming out this next this next round. Well, right right now, well it's like the uh, the, the let's plays come out on a rolling basis, but right now mm-hmm. we are going through Batman Arkham City um and also Trials Ooh. of Mana cuz we're being huge um uh hipsters and not playing Final Fantasy 7 remake like everyone is <laughs> playing Trials of Mana instead. <laughs> and then uh we just had a review of The Outer Worlds versus Fallout New Vegas come out. Uh so yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, uh, stay tuned. We're going to do another Canon film episode series of that series. And um, what else? What else? Anything else? Any other business? Anything, Marcel, you want to plug or anything? Any website uh, that you're a fan of? Yeah, not Pornhub? you know, guys, you gotta, you gotta get that, that Pornhub member. I, 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 I was told tonight that I, that I didn't have one and, uh, and I, I feel like I, I should probably register for one. The, the good um, people at Pornhub giving out free porn for for the yeah, quarantine. They're for the quarantine. Um, yeah. it's you know it's uh, it's cool. I, no, I you know check out Shutter if you're into uh, into if you're into horror stuff. I've had it recommended a bunch, and I've started watching some stuff on there, and uh, and it's it's interesting. There's yeah. there's actually some pretty cool stuff. There's um, a, new a lot of it is that, that horror aired. stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like those are the things that I think are really interesting, and and then there's a lot of like Fangoria original type things where you're like, all right, cool, horror buffs are really gonna love this. But um, I think we've got a lot of cool shit like that, especially right now because like everybody's doing extended like trial periods. Yeah, yeah, and that I think that's that's one of the websites that, that's doing it. Like you can do that. You can do Quibi if you want to try watching stuff on your on your phone. Though I heard <laughs> that the um. They didn't, I mean, they, who would have foreseen this, but they're now going to start uh, rolling out a, um, 
uh, like console uh, version of the app, so you could watch it on your TV now. Yeah, because- vertical movies on your widescreen TV. <laughs> yeah. biggity, biggity, well, bang! You can watch them both ways. You can watch yeah. them both ways. Uh, yeah, it's it's so. like it's fascinating as an idea. I I'd like to see if they're really going because there are certain things where you you. Like, you know, like experimental films, when you do it vertically, they can be like really interesting. So I'd like to see if they actually, like some Facebook, Facebook's had some series that come out that actually take advantage of the vertical format. So you're like, okay, maybe they can do something with it. It's still hard to watch, (laughs) but you know, maybe, maybe if they embrace it fully, you can do something with it. Yeah. There was that movie like a couple years ago. It was a black and white. I want to say it was Dutch movie, Ada or something like that, or... So it was like a, a one name. It was like this like nun in a convent. It was black and white. It, they used like weird aspect ratio and it worked. I loved it. I think you're thinking of a ghost story that was shot nope. in four minutes nope. on Instagram. Nope. Yeah, ghost, nope. yeah. <laughs> ghost story <laughs> square. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's another movie. Gus Van Sant likes to do that too. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, um, find us where um tell a friend you know rate us uh, even if it's here's the thing even if it's a bad review rate us on itunes it just helps yeah. the old the old uh numbers metrics, the metrics. metrics it helps us yeah. come on just say me as as the reason i think, I think that's okay. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter look positive negative as long as you're putting in a review it's gonna kick us up a notch to the next <laughs> level uh whether it's good or bad and we, it doesn't and, we, matter. and we appreciate you taking the time anyway yeah, yeah 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 you know what if you write me a comment or you have a concern i appreciate it that you took the time to write me and say that i'm a piece of shit uh, but i know that already <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so thank you um hey until next time have a good week bye bye, bye.